Hello everyone, welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of I See Bad Movies. How do you remember what season and episode we're on? Because I do all the editing and oh, posting true. of the episodes. Because yeah, yeah. I always forget every time we record. Yeah. And I remember what, what the last episode I edited, edited. was. Okay. Yeah. Don't give the game away, we've got a huge team. Yeah, we've got a massive, <laughs> we've got a massive team. <laughs> that was uh, my nose growing there. I'm a real little boy. <laughs> I'm a real podcaster. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, Emma. Yes. Right. So this season is all about... Oh, we did have a name for it. We have got a name was for it. Was it Body Parts Gone Bad? Body Parts Gone... Oh, Body Parts Gone Bad would be so much better, but we went with Body Parts Gone Wrong. Oh, Body Parts Gone Bad. Just change it. We'll just change Start it. Start podcast, we make the rules. Yeah, quite right. But I, that means I'm going to have to go back over the previous episodes and change the episode tag. Oh, okay. More, More work. work. Oh, I'll get the team on that. Yeah, get the, get the editor on it. I'll get it's the fine. team. <laughs> get Johnny the editor on it. <laughs> Actually, the, change, the name change of the season, I think, is going to have to go to the committee. Yeah. Hmm. We have to have a meeting about that. And then a vote. Yeah. Some may abstain. Yeah. Some may agree. Some some may actually um, resign from the committee. No. Because of it. No. You know, they want to see the bill go through. They want to see the name change go through, but yeah. they just can't support. You know. They've got their reasons. They've got their reasons. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, body parts gone bad. Not podcast gone wrong. Body parts gone bad. Yes. And Emma, would you like to tell our wonderful, beautiful listeners? What movie we're watching today? We are watching a movie called Idle Hands. Now, have you seen this movie before? I've never seen it, never heard of it actually. Okay. i never seen it before, but I'd heard of it. Okay. Um, I'd only ever seen a trailer at the beginning of a movie yeah. when you used to rent movies and you'd get oh, the trailer. Yeah. I know. Blockbusters, you go and rent a movie yeah. and you get all the trailers on the beginning. Yeah. I, I know. I, it's, it's... And didn't they start putting adverts on there as well, didn't they, at one point? Yeah, yeah. and they're like normal adverts as well. I hated it, that it, when they did that at the cinema. I think it was usually, the adverts at the beginning of DVDs were usually stuff that you could get. Kind of. Yeah. All of that you, stuff. You wouldn't kill a policeman. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't steal a policeman's hat. Yeah, some people would. <laughs> I remember that advert. But did am I remembering this wrong? But at the cinema, was yeah. it used to just be trailers, didn't it? We didn't have adverts. No, things. you always had adverts. You know the old Pearl and Dean adverts for like oh, concessions. I that wrong then. I thought I always had it in my head that when I was a kid, oh, you used to get trailers for other movies, but not all second. the adverts. Or maybe you, well, so Pearl and Dean. Now was the concession stuff that you would be able to buy, you know, like your hot dogs or yeah. your popcorn and that. That's fair enough. But I mean, actual adverts, but like car adverts, adverts and stuff like that that we get now. I remember... Just th- advert after advert. I remember the... F- like, some of the first advert, advert adverts that I remember were for Smirnoff Vodka, actually. That's okay. one of the first adverts I remember seeing. Yeah, because we On didn't... a train, actually. It was, it was... Not that I was in the cinema on a train. The advert was on a train. Uh, oh, okay. But that's what I remember. That's the first. Yeah, we advert. didn't. It used to just be trailers for other movies, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. I'm sure it did when I was a yeah. kid and like when I was younger. I mean, back in the real old days, it was the say. news, wasn't it? You got the news, then you got the feature. In my day. And then you went to the lady for the ice cream, and there was an interval. Yeah. Do you know what? My dad once, right, went to see Ben Hur. 
Yeah. Because I think I might have told this story before. Oh, my uncle before. used to phone up because my brother's called Ben. Oh, okay. My uncle used to phone up all the time and go, and if my brother answered the phone, he'd go, Ben, huh? And just do that for ages <laughs> until my brother got sick of it and then get the phone to my parents. <laughs> and it's just like, it's not funny. <laughs> it's just not funny. <laughs> that is the worst joke in the world. Just because he's just to annoy him. Yeah, just to annoy him. <laughs> oh, that's awful. I know. Oh. So sorry, that just no, no, that's all right. That's, that. that's quite all right. It, I, I, my my dad's story does not top this, but he went to see Ben Hutt, and it's a long film. Yeah. Okay. And he was really excited to see the chariot scene. Yeah. Anyway, it got to the interval in the film, and he thought it was that was the end of the film. Yeah. Because I think normally it was like a film interval, and then another film. Oh, okay. Back then. When so, Ben Hull came out in the cinema. So he went home. Yeah, so that he literally just went to see Ben Hull. He didn't go to see any other film. Yeah. And he went home and he was like, what an absolute swizz. <laughs> Where was this chariot race? Oh, Where was it? Gutted when he realised absolutely, it. Gutted, gutted, absolutely gutted when he realised it. And this was back in the days. They used to have intervals at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah, I never had that when I was a kid. We no, just used to watch it was, it was way before our time. Yeah. Because he also, he also told me that he'd... he'd paid to get into the cinema with a glass bottle because glass bottles I don't know if it was like this down here in England but up in Scotland yeah. you could return the glass bottle and get some money back right. so some of the cinemas and I don't know if it was like every cinema or just this particular cinema just take glass if you took a glass bottle they'd take a glass bottle's payment because they could get money back on it yeah, with their suppliers when, or whatever back when tickets weren't 50 quid a ticket yeah exactly yeah when they were half a halfpenny or something. So, but why? It's, it seems weird they put an interval in a movie at the cinema because, like, I don't know. I guess you do it with plays and stuff, but yeah, it just seems because movies aren't chance, that long. It was a chance to sell stuff. Oh yeah, I guess it's a chance to go and get snacks and. But stuff. it was, and it wasn't that always that the movies were too long. Is they put a couple of feature films on, so you'd be there longer. Oh, I see. Yeah. Slight, or, or you know, slightly yeah, yeah. longer. You know, nowadays you just you go and watch a bloody movie for three Oppenheimer hours. or something. Yeah. You're there for four hours, you know. Yeah. Speaking of Oppenheimer, yeah, somebody there was a cinema in the US. I can't remember where, but they put a, an interval halfway through the film. Oh, okay. And the editor of the movie complained to the distributors, yeah, about the fact that they were putting an interval in because they were like, "No, I edited that movie to be yeah. seen the seamlessly, way yeah. seamlessly it was meant to be seen." It's like, yeah, but I mean, come it's a on. Long movie, it's, though. it's a long old film, and yeah. someone has to have a word with Martin Scorsese. Honestly, I haven't watched the last few of his films, even yeah. though they get good reviews, etc., etc., because of the length. Yeah, I, I just, I don't find myself having the time to sit down and watch a three-hour, four-hour movie. No, I, I just tell you don't. something you should never do is go and watch a three-hour movie when you're pregnant. Oh, did you? Got. Yeah, when I had Brody. I don't know which Lord of the Rings it was. Because he's 11 this year, so I don't know which one it would have been. Oh, it'd be but, one of the Hobbits, I think. Um, no, it was definitely Lord of the Rings. I didn't watch Hobbit. Because the, well, the Lord of the Rings movies are twenty coming up to 20 years twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. I definitely went and watched... Did you go oh. and see one of them on release yeah, or something? Yeah, maybe it w- yeah. was re-released then, because I yeah. definitely watched Lord of the Rings when I was pregnant, and it was like three hours or a bit longer. Oh, no wonder you're not a fan of Lord of the Rings. And I was like... <laughs> This isn't, these chairs aren't comfortable for a pregnant woman for three hours. <laughs> um, 
No, yeah, so but it was definitely Lord of the Rings. It must have just they must have just sometimes they show old movies, don't they? Like yeah. for a special occasion or something. Maybe it was like an anniversary of it. Or oh, something. could have been a ten year anniversary. Yeah, possibly. If it was, um, if it was eleven year ago. Yeah. Oh, does that mean twenty one years? Oh, it might well actually. I've got all the stuff up for Idle Hands. I mean, not to bring it back to the movie that we're actually watching today. 2001, yes, it would it have been. The, probably yeah. would have been. Yeah, it would have been because we're 2024 now, second. aren't we? <gasps> or 2024. Well, that was the first one, so maybe it was like the anniversary of the release of the second. Yeah, so I don't know. Because it was then it was the, the year after, then the year after. Yeah, Brody was born. I remember going for three years in a row on my birthday because it all came out around my yeah. birthday. As I, yeah, there's a little bit of mass for you listeners <laughs> if you want to figure out when my birthday is, that figure out when Lord of the Rings came out. That's quite obvious now. You just go to bloody IMDb. 10th of December 2001. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one. That's actually my cousin's birthday. Anyway, we're getting very distracted. We are. Um, okay, I'm going to tell the listeners about the movie, even though I forgot Please my do. glasses. So I'm no, going to read this. You haven't forgotten your glasses. You've lost I've lost my glasses. I know. I've lost one pair of my glasses. They're somewhere. I would lend you mine, but it would only make it worse. <laughs> it might make mine it worse. such a strong prescription. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to read this one. This was written by Anonymous. Um, so 17-year-old slacker Anton Tobias wakes up one Halloween morning to discover that both of his parents have been turned into two headless Halloween decorations. After speaking to his equally irresponsible friends, Mike and Nub, with a silent P at the beginning, he discovers that his right hand has a bloodthirsty mind of its own. Oh, I went bloodthirsty. Blood-thirsty mind of its own and is hell-bent on wreaking havoc whether he likes it or not. So we're kind of going back a little bit to body parts with Jeff Fahey where we have a possessed hand instead of an arm. Yeah. But it looks like it's actually a... Like a... Killer hand. Is it a killer hand? A blood-thirsty hand. But, it, but it's not a replaced hand. Body, No, it's not a replaced one. It's his actual hand, isn't it? Well, it's like a possessed hand. It doesn't have to be a different... It doesn't have to be someone else's body part. It yeah. can just be a body part. It's just a body part, yeah. And don't forget, in the movie, body parts, there were the legs as well. There were the legs. the head and the torso. The and it was all everything, head. wasn't it? So... And that was an arm, not a hand. And it was. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, there's difference enough. I'm not... I'm not yeah. I'm, absolutely. I think it's... I'm not, I'm not discounting this movie on a technicality. We're Honest. not going to do all hands and arms, though. Yeah. We'll just say yeah. that. There are other body yeah, parts. Yeah, there are some other body parts on the way. Which, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 We're just trying to decide on some of them, aren't we? Whether they're yeah, because some of them too. are a little bit too much. Yeah. Some of them we've said, mm, that's, a, that's not technically a body part. It comes from a body part. Oh, some of them are gross. So, but yeah. there's also a couple that I think, mm, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Ugh. Right, I'm going to flip the coin. What do you reckon it's going to be? Bad. Oh my goodness. Right, what do you reckon? Bad. Bad? Oh, we got good. Oh, we got good. Oh, we got good. We haven't had good on the main episode for a while, have we? No, I think it has been yeah. bad, is it? I think it's been bad for the, most of this, the previous two episodes of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, it's nice to be positive once in a while, isn't it? Yeah. All right, Emma, you are picking the cards, so let me get them fanned out for you. There you go. Have location. Oh, okay, okay. Sure. Line, that's normally quite a good one. Yeah. Music. Music, oh. It, it can be this, sometimes we can yeah. be surprised. Props might be quite good. Props might be good, especially like, 
would we count the headless parents yeah, as props? <laughs> Depends what they look like. Depends how badly done they are. Special <laughs> effects. Oh, special. Okay. okay. So maybe the maybe the headless parents will also be special effects as well. All right. So we've got we've got props, music, location, line, and special effects. We're going to be looking at the good bits of Idle Hands. Emma, are you ready to watch this movie? Born ready. Welcome back, Emma. Welcome back, listeners. We've just watched Idle Hands. We have indeed. Oh. It's not one of my favourite movies. <laughs> no. I don't think it ever could be. <laughs> no. <laughs> but what I do find is it had some really laugh-out-loud moments, but not enough to make the film or carry the film. No. Yeah, there were little redeeming moments, but I yes. wasn't... I would say I was a bit bored. Yes. It wasn't... There was stuff going on. Absolutely, there but was, but know. not it a lot lacking, of it was, it was engaging. Something. Yeah, it was really lacking something, wasn't it? It was indeed. And absolutely, there were a lot of moments where we just kind of went, oh, you know, like a, a particular death or a particular like thing happens that was quite gruesome looking or whatever. Yeah. But not enough. Yeah, to, enough. It was... to to edge the film over into even so bad it's good, do you yeah, know? I think when we've watched movies, I don't know things like Piranha have yes. come to mind where it's it took a while to get going, but then it was just action, 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 and you had a lot going on. This was just I don't there was stuff happening, but it just wasn't I don't know it just lacked something. I so agree. It was not quite there. I know what you mean. At least with Piranha, it was build up. It wasn't particularly yeah. interesting build up, but at least it was build up it and it paid to off. Something, yeah. Whereas this film just has the occasional thing that's like, ah, that was good. Yeah. But because there's no, because it's like that all the way through the movie. Yeah. It gets about wearing after a while, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a really disjointed film as well. it's all over the place. Yeah, it's, it wasn't... I don't know how to explain it. It just lacked something for me. It wasn't... I wouldn't watch it again. Yeah, fair. Um, Absolutely. Same here. I think we can pick out a few little good bits that we thought, oh, yeah, that was well done, or that was quite good, but... I agree. Overall... And I wonder, if we'd watched it in 1999 when it first came out, in the really kind of like the height of post-American Pie movies and yeah. all that kind of thing, I suppose, isn't it, 1999? American Pie is sort of time, isn't it, America? mid-90s, is it? This was a bit later than that. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I, I can't I imagine know. this film being made if American Pie hadn't been made. It's one of those kinds of films. Well, the thing is, it didn't do great, did it, at the no. time? Because you looked that up and it, it lost a lot of money. So yeah, so maybe... So maybe we wouldn't have thought it was any I, better back then. Yeah, that's a good point. I know point. there are movies that I've watched you know, 20 years ago and thought it was great at the time and then looked back and gone... Oh no, that was actually shit. <laughs> but I, don't, I think with this one, the fact that it did so badly would indicate that it was never a good movie at any time. Yeah. Well, Amer- American Pie was the same year. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, nice same year. All right. So maybe, so I imagine a lot of these sorts of things were in, this, in the middle of being kind of created. Because which one came first, American Pie, Idle Hand? I'm not going to bother looking that up, but yeah. I can see why American. I can see why American Pie became popular, and this one didn't. 
because the yeah. humour was a lot better as well. Yeah. Yeah, a lot better. And I'm seeing that about American Pie. And American Pie was kind of... Yeah, but American Pie was like a loaded... A teenage film for teenagers, wasn't it, really? It was like... Yes. The kind of audience that are going to appreciate that are kids of that sort of age going through, through like, that stage in their life where they're starting to have sex and stuff like yeah. that. And it's... That. The subject matter is closer than a demonic hand. Yeah. It, it, appeal, it appealed to youngsters <laughs> because they can yeah. relate to it and go, oh, yeah, okay, like, you know... That makes it's, sense. I'm at that sort of stage of my life, but um, and I guess also to to an extent, parents of kids that sort of age, because the parents can go, oh yeah, okay, that's what oh, my kids are yeah. like, or that's what they're getting up to, or yeah. But yeah, this was not even back then. We would have thought, oh, this is a great movie. No, it's a, and actually, I've never heard point. of it either before. That's true. You said about and the only only time I'd heard of it was a trailer, and that was yeah. it. So, I never had the inclination to actually watch it at that time. No. Either. And, and, or find a way to watch it. Because I, I certainly never saw it in the cinema. Certainly that, I no. don't remember it coming around the cinema. I don't, no, I don't remember it being on the yeah. cinema. Straight to, straight to DVD. Maybe still slash VHS in 1999. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine, imagine. There must, I bet, I bet there is a VHS kicking around of it. Yeah. Right. So, shall we, shall we tell the listeners kind of what happened in the movie? I will say, obviously, spoiler alert. I think that's the first time we've ever said spoiler alert on this, but yeah. if you listen to a podcast about the film, you're kind of really and not expecting spoilers. Well, shame on you. Shame <laughs> on you. Right, so we, we start out with our main guy's... Actually, what is our main man's name? Oh, I don't know. Anton? Out my head. Yeah, Anton, Anton. Anton, that's right, Anton. We start out with Anton's parents. Uh, yes. He can't remember who his mother was, although she was kind of recognisable. If Do you know what I mean? She was recognisable? Uh, I didn't recognise her, but you've probably watched a lot more movies than me, <laughs> I would say. Possibly. Possibly. Um, I don't know... She, she, it, it, she had one of those faces that made me think, I've seen her somewhere before, so... I imagine she's probably one of those character actresses that has just been in a load of TV shows and yeah. you'll, 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 you'll recognise her from that if you've just happened to see the same ones. But his dad was played by Fred Willard, who I absolutely love. Okay. A great American comedy actor. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, okay, Fred Willard's in this movie. This is a good sign. This could be a really yeah. good sign. No, because the movie starts, basically, the mum and dad are introduced and within... They're getting a into minute. bed, aren't they? Yeah, they're getting into bed. They hear a noise. They've had a Halloween party, though, haven't they? Yes, because it's all few, Halloween, like, Halloween decorations. decorations. It's it's either coming up to Halloween or it's just been Halloween mm. in the film. Not quite sure exactly yeah. when. And they are kind of freaked out because when they turn the lights off at night, there's writing on top of the on this on the ceiling. The ceiling. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. On the top of on the, the top of the ceiling, yeah. Yeah, on the top of the ceiling. So what in or the loft? The bottom of the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Which says in UV writing, I'm under the bed. And that yes. freaks them out. So they look under the bed. There's nothing under the bed. They then hear a noise outside. They the the husband Fred Willard goes and um and then we never see him again. There's kind of a little noise of a scuffle downstairs. So the mum then goes, oh, let's go downstairs and look at what's happening. And she sees nothing. We don't see the husband anymore. 
but she we we see her slip on some of she slips on some of his blood, doesn't she? And yes. lands and notices that it's his blood on it's blood on her hands because yeah. she kind of sees that because she puts her hand in some, gets freaked out, goes running upstairs, and goes to call the police. And before she can call the police, she's dragged under the bed, and we just see. The, well, we see the bed bouncing up and down. Yeah, the bed's bouncing up and down. And blood splatter out from underneath it. But can I just say as well, the mum is like... <laughs> so we cut to them just getting to bed. There's no yeah. explanation. There's no real setup. They're just getting into bed. She looks up on the ceiling. There's the writing on there. She just freaks out and screams everything that happens. Oh, did everything. You, did you yes. ever watch Catherine Tate show? This is an old reference, but... Yeah. Catherine Tate show, there was a character in it and oh everything God. freaked out. The toaster would go, and the toaster would go. Ah! Yes, and like yes. literally everything would make her jump out of her skin. Like, and she would freak out every little thing. <laughs> Doorbell would go, and she'd be like, "Ah!" This was her. This was her. Absolutely. This was the mum. The mum was oh like, God. literally, she just so she just saw this writing on the wall, and then screamed her head off on the ceiling. Sorry, screamed I mean, her to head off. To be fair, I would I would scream at that. Yeah, I would scream at some of these things, but it was like there was no dialogue between the couple it was just she's just sitting there screaming at every every step she takes just another scream and it's like what's going on if I was the husband I'd be like what's happening she's just screaming at everything so yeah she was a bit it was when it first started we were a bit like what is going on because who's under the bed and what like there was no explanation for anything nothing at all and then there was they did show some did it show the the pumpkin head like decoration things hanging yes so in the window of the house there's two kind of mannequins with pumpkin heads on uh, that were that are just kind of there. Yeah. But they come. They become important a little bit later. Yes. A little bit later. Now, obviously, mum and dad have now died, and then we're introduced to our main sort of protagonist slash hero slash anti-hero, Anton. He wakes up. Uh, the first thing he does when he gets up is head downstairs, kind of wonder where his mum and dad is because they're out of milk, and then proceed to use his asthma inhaler pump as a bong, or a pipe, at the very least, I should say. Um, And I think that tells us everything we need to know about his character. He's just a lazy, lazy lad. That's all we're supposed to expect of him. He's a stoner, etc. Yeah, he literally gets up and he's like, Mum? No answer. A couple of times he just says, Mum, and then... um, Oh, no, he pours himself cereal and says there's no milk. Mum, yep. we're out of milk. And then it's like, there's no effort, no attempt to go and look for his parents. Oh, no, he not just, at all. He's just like, oh, they're not here. Oh, yeah. Well. yeah. And then that's it, as, as far as he gets. And then when he, when he I mean, he, he sat, I mean, we have a little bit of a kind of a montage of him smoking dope. Yeah. Uh, look at me, I sound like an 80s American parent. Look at you, son. You spent all your days smoking dope. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so... We have like a montage of him smoking and he runs out. So he goes, he contacts his friend, played by Seth Green, and is like, have you got any, etc. And he's like, bring it over. They're like, no, you come to us. So he gets out of the house. He walks over the road to his friend's house. L- literally, this is as them telling us how lazy he is. He couldn't even walk across the road. He had to call yeah. and get them to come over. But they force him to go over. On the way over, he passes a fella. Can't remember his name. Um, Randy. Yeah. Ran, um, Randy will come into the story a little bit later, but Randy's got a great big truck that he's clearly very much in love with yeah. as well. But he t- they turn up. He goes into 
Now, these are... He, goes, he, he climbs through the basement window into his friend's house. Yes, he does. And I don't know which one's house it is. I don't know whether it's Seth Green's house, whose character is called Mick. Seth Green is Scott from... Scott from... Um, Austin Powers, Yes, he? yeah. Yeah, and he does yeah. play a very similar character, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Scott in Austin Powers is Seth Green, basically. Yeah. That's every like character. Hugh Grant and Jason yeah. Statham, and they just play themselves every time. Yeah, he is, absolutely. But yeah. also, he's um, Chris in Family Guy. Oh, okay. That's him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But we've also got his other pal called Nub, who is there as well. Yeah. Now, they... So, <laughs> Anton turns up and he's like, oh, you told me you had some drugs. And I'm like, uh, no, actually, we're all out. And this is the level of the humour, you know, in the writing, mm. is... I mean, I don't even get... I don't even get why would he would say, yeah, come over and get some drugs. Oh, actually, when, when you get here, we don't have any drugs. So... Um, and it's like, yeah. this has happened because they are, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, drug adult? They can't remember they don't have drugs? Is that what they're trying to tell us? Is that... What they're saying trying, all the time they don't Yeah, know, they're trying yeah. to really force this kind of slacker, stoner humour. Do you know? know? Yeah. And it just seems so, so like, badly written, yeah. forced humour, which... Just Isn't was funny. not working. No. It was not natural in any way, shape, or form. And I read one of the one of the trivia bits in that that they were trying to show that the three guys, yeah. Mick, Nub, and Anton, their acting were tra- was trying to show that they had been lifelong friends and that they were just kind of really natural with each other. They didn't seem natural with each other. <laughs> it was absolutely opposite, wasn't yeah. it? They were. It was so awkward watching them talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like three people that had never smoked drugs in their life, pretending that they had smoked drugs. I think that's probably Being what like, it was. Whoa, I'm so woozy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've got the munchies. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh! I'm I'm waiting out. Oh no. <laughs> oh, mum said I should never smoke drugs and go to school. <laughs> but I said, hey, no way, man. Does he say? Does he mention? He does mention to the friends that his parents aren't. Yeah, he fair, says. He? he says. Actually, come to think of it, I've not seen my mum and dad for a few days a now. Of days, yeah. But still, there's no concern, is there? There's yeah. no, like... But we're assuming that this... Wait, this is the morning after they were murdered. Yeah. But he's also saying, I haven't seen them for a few days, so... Oh, yeah. Well, but he has seen them. So... Oh, unless he wasn't have you been for a few days. Or... Unless he was he's been so stoned, he didn't... Yeah, maybe he's so Up stoned, in his attic bedroom? day it is. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so again, straight away, plot holes, if you can be a surprised in this bad movie. Plot holes away. Um, now, we have, before that, no, sorry, not before that, uh, they tell Anton, well, if you've got no drugs, what you need to do is um, get yourself some oregano, get yourself some nutmeg, put that in some paper and smoke that, and that will do you until you can get some. So Anton leaves to go back to his own house and that's when Mick and Nub find that they've actually got a great big bag. Yeah. Great big bag of weed. But um, he does go back and tries the um, concoction that they came up with, doesn't he? He does. He does. Now, Which is ridiculous because... It is absolutely ridiculous. That before we see him do that, though, this is where we start to see some um, news of a murder in the town... A little bit beforehand. Yeah. So 
I'm guess this is where I'm guessing that the payments must be murdered a white a, a couple of days ago, because just the night before, two twins were murdered that oh, worked okay. for a fast food joint. They were found yeah. dead in the fast food place, and it's like okay, there's not really that much more sort of given to that, mm. and at the same time, we are introduced to um, a nun. Okay, yeah. going into a police station and seeing a guy who was up for murder charges with a withered right hand. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, damn, I'm, I'm too late. She storms out of the police station, Yeah. takes off the nun robe and gets into some sort of big people carrier thing. Yeah. What, what sort of car? It's a weird car. Is that like a... Don't ask me about cars. No, no, no it's, like, it's like a... Um, Camper van, it's like a great big camper van. Yeah, they have like, like RVs, don't they? In America, yeah. it's not like that though, is it? It's but it's like, like a, it's like a metallic thing. shell kind of yeah. RV, and it looks like a like a long kind of metallic rod. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, very strange. Anyway, I'm I'm sure probably some Americans will go, oh yeah, that's just this type of vehicle. Yeah, yeah it's it's an RV, and it's this particular brand. Yeah, but it's it's like silvery looking. So she gets into that. Mm. And she starts looking at like all these like crosses on a map of where mothers have been, and she's following the crosses, and then she's like, oh, and then she kind of gets a um, like a flash of inspiration and in looking at these crosses of mothers on the map, and she realizes that they make the shape of a pentagram. Yes. Oh, surprise, surprise. Is, yeah, ridiculous, but yeah. <laughs> I know, but she realizes that it's. I don't know if it's the pentagram is centering on the hometown of Anton or if it's one of the stops on the way, whatever it is. Mm. But she goes, ah, it's bowling? Is that it's some? I don't know if that's the name of the place they go to, but it's something like that. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the town that they're in. But she says something like, oh, it's bowling or whatever. Um, but anyway. Oh, then... Well, um, Anton's on his way home, but he gets stopped by two policemen, doesn't he? Before he yes. smokes, before he smokes the oregano, yeah, or oregano for other for people yeah. elsewhere. And what are these two police officers like? Ridiculous! <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? They they basically bully him. Yeah, they don't steal his money out of his pocket. They high school together, though. Yeah, they yeah. were in, they they were in. He's, I think Holly Anton says you were in your senior year, and I was in freshman year. Oh, okay. And, but then they'll, but then like the policemen as seniors, uh, or who would have been seniors when they were in school, when he, when Anton was a freshman was like, yeah, you never want, you you always thought you were too cool to hang around with us. It's like, I'm pretty sure seniors aren't one you know, I mean, I don't know if it's any different in America, but pretty sure no one in year 11 is wanting to hang out with a year seven kid in Britain. Ain't happening. And if they did... You'd be or thinking, it'd probably be more, be more like equivalent uh, to like um, you're a weirdo. Six formers, wouldn't it? Six formers and a is that for is that um, seniors? Six formers like, of age. Sixteen would be the ones that are just about to leave, won't they? Yeah, I suppose. Actually, yeah. So that's they'd a good probably point. be more like eighteen, and he'd yeah. be like what eleven or something. Oh yeah, because American school they're there to a bit a bit older, aren't they? they anyway, regardless, they graduate eighteen, uni. don't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep for, I keep forgetting that. That they're there a little bit older, so well, seniors would be. Aren't they doing it over here now? You have to stay in the education. Till yeah, you have to stay in the education till you're yeah. eighteen. Yeah, some form of education or an apprenticeship. Yes, yes. 
which was a bit of a pain. Um, anyway, yes. So, like, but why are they saying they want to hang around? You, you always thought you were too cool to hang around with us. Well, if you're seniors and you think a freshman's too cool to hang around with you, yeah. what, what does that really make you? Come on now. Pathetic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what it makes you. So they, <laughs> I mean, they, first of all, they've, sm- they've sort of smashed into the ground. Yeah. And then they get him up and they search his pockets. They find some money. Um, what is George Washington on in the US? I have no idea about I don't know. Money. I don't know what, what dollar he's on. And, and one know. of them goes, oh, it looks like George has found a new home. And basically just takes his money. Yeah. And then the, he's got this empty bag on him that did have his weed in it. And they smell it. And it's like, ah, oh, that's had weed in it. We're going to do you for possession. He's like, how can you do me for possession for when empty bag, it's an yeah. empty bag? <laughs> uh, right, yeah, good point. So they drop it on the floor. And they're like, well, now we're going to do you for littering. Uh-huh. Yeah, come on. So there they go. Now Anton gets home and tries the oregano, oregano yeah. and nutmeg and it's absolutely disgusting. But while he's in the kitchen, yeah, kind of washing his mouth out from this awful concoction, he sees the family cat chewing on an eyeball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Does. Yeah. <laughs> and that freaks him out. And he bumps into these two stand-up mannequins with the pumpkin heads on, knocks them over, falls back, looks over, the The pumpkin pumpkin heads smash. smashed, don't they? And on his right is his dead mum missing an eye, and on his left is his dead dad. And then at that point, Mick and Nub come into the house and are like, Hey, and then there's a whole sort of daft bit. And they're all acting like normal. He's like, yeah. guys, my parents are dead. Yeah. And they're just like carrying on chatting. And he's like, what? Yeah, exactly. So there's like, there's this terrible bit where they are kind of refusing to see the dead bodies. Yeah. It's so annoying. For no reason. Yeah, absolutely no reason. Yeah. And again, it was that kind of really enforced, like, I get it. That kind of thing works in like a stage play or something you know like a farce yeah you know where you're doing something daft but in a movie where you're in a house and there's two corpses smelling yeah next to you you you'd notice yeah anyway anyway no it really wasn't it it was really poorly done well mick and nub eventually noticed the two dead bodies at anton's insistence these are my parents blah 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 and then, oh, um, when does the girl? Oh well, we have kind of oh we have kind of seen the neighbour girl. That's why that's why Anton leaves Mick and Nub's place. She um, Jessica Alba plays Anton's kind of neighbourhood love interest. Well, I get the feeling that she has seen him around and he's seen her around, and they both fancy each other, but they've never talked to each other. I think he likes her yes. much more. She likes him, but then. Oh, I don't know. I think... By what happens later. I think she's had no, a crush, maybe, but... No, I think because what happens later... We'll yeah. get to that bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll explain, but I oh, think... Oh, is it the same thing as... I think he's had a crush on her. Yeah. And she's not... not she's, she's not been like, oh, he's disgusting or anything like that, but she's just not had a crush. I don't think she's had a crush on him. She's just probably not she's really noticed just, him. Yeah, okay. Um, But I think what happens later is 
explained by. Yeah, um, I think I'm on the same page now. Get ahead of. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the same page. So he's already been over, has he, to the neighbour's house and. Yes. So what happens? um, Oh, not Tanya, because Tanya's her friend that that dies. Um, Her name in it is Molly. Molly. Yes. So that's why Anton. Well, one of the reasons why Anton leaves Mick and Nub before they find that they have got drugs. Uh, or weed, sorry, I should say, um, is she's riding on her bike and she drops a book, like a journal or something, and Mick and Nub say to Anton, hey, Anton, you really should go and, um, you know, take that over to her and introduce yourself, blah, blah, blah. And he does. That's why he leaves. He, he goes over, picks up the book, goes to her house, gives it to her, and she's really grateful for him giving it to her. Oui, yeah. sorry, pardon. We, <laughs> <Oui>. um, <laughs> and that's kind of that's their fu- that's the first time they talked to each other. I think actually that's the first time they've spoken to each other. So now, okay, I remember she was in that. So now let's fast forward back to Mick and Nub have found that Anton's parents are dead, and and part part of the joke is they're like, oh my god, who killed them? And there's all these sort of daft little things that happen. It's like, oh, they were killed by this. Oh, this happened. Well, there's a, there's another little clue. And all the clues of the killing lead back to Anton. Like, he's even got um, black light paint on his hands. He's got a bit of ripped T-shirt, which was held in his mum's dead hand as well. Yeah. All sorts of things. Oh, the T-shirt bit's ridiculous. Oh. So they've got a bit of ripped T-shirt and there's exact like shaping the yeah. t-shirt he's wearing and he goes up and puts it up against it and I'm like you don't need to... you can see it's exactly the same material same colour and the same shape same as the bit shape. that's missing you don't need to go and put it up and go like oh but there's <laughs> all these convoluted clues that yeah, just take that far too long yeah. to get them to realise that actually Anton has killed his own parents yeah and Mick and Nub realise this and they're like, oh, okay, cool. And they're like just hanging out. Have we skipped the bit where he's, I think he's still in the kitchen and his hand is just, it can't No, we're getting, it. To, oh, we're getting to it. We're getting there. Oh, so they, they, they're like, oh, this is weird. And then Mick goes into the kitchen with Anton as kind of like, um, actually, I think we need to kind of call someone. This is a little bit too much, blah, blah, blah. And it's at that point that, yeah, Anton's hand, right hand, starts acting a bit weird. Yeah. And um, smashes a bottle. Well, doesn't smash the bottle in that sense, but not smashes the bottle as in smashes the glass, but smashes the bottle physically fully through Mick's head. Yeah. And he dies. Yeah. And, And then... Oh, and then... What's his name? The other one? Nub. Nub. Yeah. Nub goes... To, he's telling him, like, to get away because he's like, I can't control his hand, so get yes. away. And he manages to, like... Is he holding the hand with his other hand or something? Yeah, he's kind of wrestling his yeah. own hand. So he's like, get away, get away. So Nub runs up the stairs to get away and you're like, oh, he's going to get away. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the hand picks up this circular saw blade <laughs> and just throws it and it just goes... Straight through his, his neck. Yeah. And it was a really great moment. Which I don't want to talk about later. Okay, we'll talk about later. Because that was quite good. Yeah, absolutely fine. Um, absolutely fine. So yeah, so he's killed both his best friends. Yeah, they're both dead. 
And is that when he runs over to Molly's house? Was that later? Because at I one point he runs over to Molly's house covered in blood. I think it, it, I think it might be. Yeah, at I that think point. he goes over to Molly's house. Yeah. To try and talk to her because he's like realizes what he's done. Yeah. And that's when. So I think he's always had a crush on Molly, probably, and she's just not really noticed him, not really mm-hmm. given him any sort of time. And but this, but he like so kind of grabs her ass, doesn't he, or smacks her on the yes. ass. And she's like, oh, I've never seen this side of it. Because I think she just thinks he's just a stoner, just a waster. And then actually she thinks, oh, he's like really confident and kind of taking control here. And you're absolutely right. I think that's what makes right. her go, you're absolutely oh, right. I, actually, yeah. Yeah. Again, so, this, is, this, like, this is basically what has to happen for all the incels out there. They just have to get either the right arm of a psychopath... Yeah. or have their right hand possessed. And they can just be a little bit more confident with women but just and just will, talk to them. I just, as a woman, I just will say that Don't, the, the yeah. gropey, yeah, forceful yeah, yeah, yeah. approach doesn't necessarily doesn't work. always work. And you shouldn't necessarily go down that route. Consent is unless key. You, unless you know somebody likes you. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, unless you're probably in a relationship... Don't go down the forceful, yeah. gropey route. Don't do that. That's not going to go well with a stranger. It or only works in the movies. Well. It only works yeah. in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair point. I'll just make a quick note but of that. Those killer hands do something to women because we've had <laughs> body yeah, parts and we've had idle hands. Yep. Yeah, and we have had one movie where women have got their own back, which yeah, is you know, we have, yeah, considering considering the the gropey hands out there. Yeah, I think true. you know one movie. Being outweighed by all the others is... Yeah, and well, all, all the guys in that movie definitely deserved what they yeah, got, didn't they? Yeah. If you're listening to this episode for some reason before season, episode two, we're talking about the movie Teeth. Because people do that. People people have... The, some of our episodes have got more downloads than others in the later yeah. episodes. Because it's like, oh, it's about this movie. Depends. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I'm you, gonna watch if this you one. see it yeah. about a movie you've seen. So if you haven't listened to our episode about Teeth... Recommend going back and listen to that, and actually watching Teeth as well, because this is so much better, so much better. And do you know the amount of people that I've said, "Oh, we watched Teeth for the podcast," and and they were like, "I love Teeth. Teeth is so good." (laughs) And I'm like, "Yeah, it's not a bad movie at all." You hadn't seen it, had you? I'd never seen it. Yeah, I'd never seen it at all. Years ago. Yeah. Anyway, this isn't Teeth. This This is is Idle Hands. This is Idle Hands. Yeah. I think I'd rather watch Teeth again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so he does spend a kind of a very sort of successful time with Molly, but yeah. the hand very much wants to kill Molly. Oh yeah. He does, however, tie himself up, and Molly's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were that kinky." And he's like, "Well, you you know," and he's like, "Well, you know me." <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly, Clearly she not. didn't know him because she didn't think that of him, did she? But yeah, it was that. That I found that quite funny. Him tying his tying himself up and in that situation, it was quite. Yes. That was that. That was there's little flashes of humour in there, just not enough. Not yeah, enough. that was a nice touch because that was like, oh, she just thinks he's kinky. Yeah. But he's trying to stop his murderous hand from killing yeah. her. Because it is going in for the choke occasionally. Yeah. And we know from body parts that the choke is a no-no. That's definitely a no-no. That's a yeah. definite no-no. Yeah. No. Fearing for your life isn't sexy. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not sexy at all. Um, <laughs> no. No, no, it's not. No. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. We have 
so he, he spends this... It's not a whole night with her, is it? No, it's, it's not. just... It's, I don't know how long it is. It's not. Yeah, it, it kind of... They're pretty much just And then it cuts away, away yeah. and he's getting ready to go, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he goes home and we see him kind of over already dug graves. Oh, yes. And he's kind of saying... a. He's not saying a prayer, but he's saying a few words, he's isn't he? He's saying a few words to his parents and the friends. Yeah. And he's burying them in the garden. Yes, which, which is, is rather like, conspicuous. Don't, you don't bury people in your... No, you don't. We I mean, don't kill people for a start. No, a start that's there. true. Yeah. Don't kill anyone, kids. But if you are going to kill us, if you really can't help yourself and you have got a murderous hand, yeah. then maybe bury them somewhere else and not in your own garden. Because yeah. isn't that like the first place police would look is in your own home for clues yeah. and... Although I watched a movie a long time ago, right? Surprise, surprise. Where it was like a dinner party. These friends were having a dinner party. Yeah. And for some, some, somehow one of the guests that comes over is like really racist or sexist or whatever. Yeah. And dies at the dinner table. Right. Okay. And I can't, can't remember why or how... But they decide that they can't call anyone, so they bury the body and they they put tomato plants over. Right. But they kind of get a taste for it, and they go out and they invite people to their dinner party. To I wish kill I them. could. I, yeah, uh, and and to sort of check and to and to test them on how good a person they are, and if they don't pass the test, that's it. Oh, so they only they'll, kill the they'll kill them. And it's all like the, it, they're always feeding them. I don't know, like a, a, a tomatoy pasta dish or whatever they mm. got, because they've got this glut of tomatoes because the plot just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I wish I could remember the name of the film. It's actually it's quite good. It's a it's a good little black comedy. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll have to remember it. But that's an instance of burying someone in your garden, but using the nutrients of the body to feed your tomato plants. Mm-hmm. Very clever. Very clever. And then have you got, there's also the old joke, isn't there? The old man calls the police and says, I've, be, I've, I've killed my wife and buried her in the garden. The police come round and they dig the whole garden up mm. and uh, they can't find hide nor hair of uh, the wife buried in the garden. Yeah. And he said, well, it was cheaper than cheaper than getting a gardener in or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A dreadful joke. Yeah. And muddled by me as well. I should go and bury myself in the garden after that one. Oh, Jesus. Don't dig up my garden. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, so he's burying them, and then the friends yeah. talk. One of the friends is talking. Um, Seth Green's character is talking. That's right. And he's, so it turns out he's, well, he is dead, but they're zombies, are they zombies? Yes. Don't know. They're, they've become, they're the undead, aren't they? Yeah. They're, Sentient undead. Yeah. And they, they, they climb up out the ground. But what's funny is the head... So, obviously, the other guy's got his severed head. Yeah. The head's still talking. Uh-huh. That's fine. So, they he pulls them out, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he helps pull them out and... And they go into the house. Well, Nub, who's... Got the Nub's head. on the floor, his head's talking, but the body's got the shovel in its hands. Oh, yeah. And it knocks Anton out. Oh, yeah. Knocks him out. And then they're, then they're in the house... And Anton wakes up, and then, so he's he wakes up in his loft in the attic, yeah, his bedroom in the attic, and he goes downstairs and he sees them, the back of them sitting watching telly, and he's like, "Oh, guys, thank God, 
yeah. I had this terrible dream, blah, 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 and he walks in front of them, and then, sure enough, there's Mick, bottle in the head, there's Nub with his head his in his lap. His head's on the cushion, isn't it? Oh, it's on, on the, the cushion. Chair. Yeah, next to and him. And he's yeah. throwing peanuts or something. That's right, he's throwing at, at cheese head. balls. He's throwing oh, cheese balls, balls yeah. into his mouth, that's it. Yeah. And yeah, so he finds out that he actually, yeah, he did kill Mick and Nub. It's not a nightmare, it's all true, and the hand is doing its own thing again. Yeah. Now, I can't remember, because I think, isn't it the morning when they get up, when he wakes up, or afternoon or whatever, but they must just sit watching telly for a while, Yeah. because then the police turn up, the two policemen, they turn up to Anton's house, Yeah. um, the two that he bumped into earlier, and they see the dead, like, Seth. Seth Green, Mick, and Nub, yeah. they see the severed head on the chair. Yeah. And they get freaked out that they are zombies. Oh, no. He's got to keep his hand busy. How does he learn to keep his hand busy? Oh, that's right. I have missed a bit. Oh, he's knitting, isn't he? Yeah, I have missed a bit. Sorry, I have missed a bit. Because he does find Mick and Nub downstairs during the day. And then they're like... Well, how am I going to find out more about what's going on? I need to speak to someone who knows about the occult. Yeah. And they decide that it must be Randy that knows most about the occult because he's into heavy metal music. Oh, uh, Of yeah. course. So, he goes to see Randy, but Randy is at the... Not the memorial, but what would it... When your people are putting flowers out for the two twins that have died that were murdered earlier in the film. We don't see them being murdered. Oh. What would you call that? Sid- vigil? The vigil for them? I don't know. I don't know. But, the, you know, so there's a little bit of a shrine at the... Like a tribute, um, kind of. Yeah, like a tribute, yeah. At the fast food place that they work. Yeah. Where they, where they were found dead, murdered. Yeah. And Randy's there trying to pick up grieving women. Yeah. <laughs> class act. What yeah. a class act, Randy. Absolutely. Anyway, Anton... I mean, there's a whole mud of the things that happens. Anton ends up nicking... Uh, that's a that's a strange thing. At this vigil, they've got the uniform as well for the twins laid out for them. So Anton steals that yeah. uniform, puts it on, goes into the drive-through part, and accosts Randy as he goes through the drive-through and saying, "I need to know about the occult. Yeah, I think my hand's possessed." Blah blah blah. And Randy's like, "Well, you know the saying." Oh God, what? Sorry, I just I just swished my tea and it went out over the table. Threw it everywhere. Honestly, what am I like? Can't take me anywhere. Um, dear, oh dear. And so Randy says, you know the old saying, idle hands are the devil's playground? Something like Something that. Something like yeah. that. Whatever the quote is from the Bible, because I'm pretty sure it's a quote from the Bible. So Randy tells Anton, you've got to keep your hands busy. Uh, or, or Anton, sorry understands from that, oh, idle hands of the devil's playground, that means By the way, when he's I need to keep in the drive through like fast yes. food place, he's, the hand is desperately trying to kill oh, the employees, but yeah. they keep like, throwing knives and stuff and it keeps missing. Like At one point he throws a knife and one of them ducks. Yes, like, just yes. Just pure coincidence. And, but yeah, the hand is trying to kill people there, isn't it? Oh, constantly, constantly. And that did make me laugh, actually, when it picked... I mean, the hand, he's constantly fighting the hand. Yeah. And... He's a terrible actor, this Anton. 
in terms of saying his lines and emoting his lines. Yeah. But he's a fantastic physical actor. Yeah, the way he makes the hand look like it's yep. not... Uh, it's his own... It's got his mind of its own and mm-hmm. it's not attached to his body is quite good. Yeah. He does that quite... Because I was saying to you, how is he, like, twisting his fingers and his hand? Because it's yep. almost like he's constantly twisted and... Mm-hmm. I, I didn't... I didn't, couldn't work out how he was, how he was doing that because his fingers looked like they were kind of... At some point, pipe cleaners or something. Yeah. Weren't... At one point, I thought. Unless that was special effects. Is that a fake hand on his hand? But it, I, I was looking. I was thinking, it's so seamless. In yeah. 1999, I cannot imagine they have faked a hand yeah. on someone's hand and made it act like this, so naturally, but unnaturally. But I'm pretty sure it is it just, just him hand. doing the physical motions and and kind of constantly fighting with his hand it was yeah. really it's been really well done all the way th- all the way through the film when well once the hand kind of reveals its hand to him <laughs> shall i say that was not meant as a pun but i realized where i was going with it so as it reveals its hand to him um doing the well that it's got a mind of its own so that's why he leaves the house that's why he gets there that's why he finds out that Idle hands is the devil's plaything, so therefore yeah. he takes from that that he's got to keep his hands busy, not that he is like this because it's the well. Apparently, we find out later in the film that the hand goes around yeah. taking over the hand of the most useless, lazy people in it can find. Yeah. So that's why. But this is where we find later in the evening Anton sitting with. Mick and Neb, Nub, Neb, Nub, Nub, sorry, knitting, and he's knitting. Yeah. And he's knitting really well, actually. Yeah, hands in the hands. But he's also kind of fighting with the hand. So it's also kind of like little movements. He's cooperating because he's doing a lovely piece of knitting. He really is. He's knitting one, pearl one, drop one, drop one, all sorts. (laughs) Catching on. Is Is it catching? Casting on. Casting on, sorry. Thank you. So he's doing all that business, but he's but there are the odd little movement from the hand where yeah. he's kind of fighting it. And again, really good sort of physical kind of representation of fighting with the hand. Really nice. And that's why he's got the knitting needles when the police turn up. Yeah. And they see Mick and Neb, Nub. Why do I keep calling him Neb? I don't know. Do you know someone called Neb? No. I know Seth. Maybe I'm getting confused with Seth, who's playing Mick. Neb, Nub, I, I honestly don't know. Don't know. So strange. Because I think that the joke, Nub, I mean, I don't even know what the joke is. Why is the character called Nub anyway? Oh, the I, silent they P. They don't explain. P N U B. I don't get it. Anyway, I, I, if anybody understands the joke, Nub, P N U B, please know. let us know because we don't get it at all. So the police shoot Nub in the head thinking, oh, it's the undead. Because they're that kind of weird, these two police officers. They instantly think the undead. I mean, they're right. Yeah. But no right-thinking police officer sees a severed head and goes, oh, the undead, should it? Do they? I really don't think so. And Anton, at this point, is like, look. And they're, well, the police are like, you're the killer. Put your hands up, Anton, blah, blah, blah. And Anton's like, yep, arrest me, arrest me. And he's put his hands out, but he's got the knitting there. And they're like, put yeah. the knitting down. I can't. Put the knitting down. I can't. Because he's got this locked in his head that he can't stop doing things with his hands. Yeah. 
Otherwise, the evil hand comes out. So they're like, you're going to have to have to handcuff me as it is. And they go to handcuff him, but one of the police officers gets the knitting needle all the way through his head. Yeah. I I mean, it's no kind of life rant on, because how can you constantly have your hands busy? And what about sleep? When he goes to sleep, will this hand be murdering people in his sleep? Does the hand ever sleep? Oh. Or was he thinking, wear the hand out so much that it'll be exhausted? Oh, be maybe. Too exhausted to too go exhausted. on a killing spree. But then also, maybe if he does too much knitting, the hand gets too strong. Or it gets RSI. And it's rendered useless. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Completely signed off sick useless. by the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the wrist gets carpal tunnel syndrome. Yeah. He's got to spend the the, the, the And Anton swan. doesn't get it operated on because he's like, nope, I want it to be out of action. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I need it to be out of action. I need it to have every single hindrance in the world to stop yeah. from killing people. That's actually a really and good idea. And he's going idea. to try and claim his... Um, disability benefit and they're saying look there's an operation you can have to sort this out and you can get back into the workforce and he's like I can't have it done (laughs) and then the irony is they end up taking the hand off because it gets so bad and it gets replaced with a psycho killer's hand oh my god it's never ending for poor Anton is it he just can't get catch a break but you got a hand maybe he was the guy that had the other arm of the in body parts that had the other arm of the serial killer I said you've got to hand it to him. I know you did. I was trying to skip over that bit. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> uh, so, the one, one officer dies by being stabbed through the head mm-hmm. with the knitting needle. But how does the other officer die? I actually cannot remember. No, neither can I. Does I... die? Oh, that's right. Anton takes the... Taser. Oh, the taser to the, the face. Yeah, taser T- to the face. Taser to the face, burns his face up. Yeah. And that's it. Burns his face up. What D- the hell? Does a taser to the face kill you? No. Or just burn your face? No, it doesn't. I mean, you'll have... Well, ta- if we get a taser to the body, do you have burn marks? Or what does it do? Because well, it's like an electric shock, isn't it? Yeah, it's an electric shock, but the little barbs, aren't they, that go into the skin? Yeah, so they must leave a scar, I would have thought. I, I imagine that... I don't know if you would scar... But it would leave a mark initially, but it wouldn't yeah. doesn't kill you, does it? Because that's the whole no. point. It's like just to well, stop I mean, it, you. it is a big vote, and you know, yeah, if but you get hit in the wrong place, it could it's meant to stop somebody, not kill yeah. somebody. Is it like if they, you know, if they're trying to arrest somebody, it's meant Have to go you, right stop. I mean, I I think the use of tasers is probably better than guns, to be honest. But yeah. I still think they're just like oh, tasers. Come on, you know, it's not great, but you hit the I pit guess wrong person, it's but a it's last better resort, than like them. yeah. If someone's getting away from you and they are a dangerous person, yeah. you need to get hold of them. But have you seen it that video? Does there's a there's a woman who's really sort of getting angry at the cops. I mean, there's so many of these. Yeah. You know, she's getting really angry at these cops, and she's really going off at them. And 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 the officer's got the taser gun and going like, step back. Yeah. Taser, step back. You know, I will you I will deploy taser, whatever it is that they say. Yeah. And she's really going off and then the officer's just like and, and, and she kinda of makes a move towards the officers, but the officer's like, nope, bang, taser. And honestly, it's um it's it's amazing seeing the taser kick in mm. because a whole body just goes stiff as a board. Yeah. And she just keels over flat, straight, and it's like, what the hell? Yeah. I'd never seen a taser in action until I watched yeah, that I video. No, I watched it, must, it years it ago. It must be pretty powerful then, mustn't it? Yeah. It's literally it, like... It just makes your body you go... Like mobile, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And, 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 and timber. 
that's it, a week you go. But you could do some real damage if you're standing up and you get yeah, like you drop to the ground. Because you could you whack your head. Hit the, the ground. Smash you whack your, your head. head wrong on the ground, you could yeah. die by that. Yeah, you get hit in the wrong place with a taser and the charge goes over your heart, or maybe if you've even got a pacemaker. But I'd imagine if you've got like things like a pacemaker, the last thing you'd do is rile up away. the police. Yeah. So that they'd end up tasing you, you know? I mean, unless you're um Cheb Chelios, then you'd be then like, you need to I want to be tasered, so I'm yeah. going to ride out the police. Oh, God. Such I've got a, to keep my heart pumping. Such a hard life for Cheb Chelios, isn't it? It's just, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. <laughs> I just get tired watching him running around all day. <laughs> Better pump some more adrenaline, Chev. Come on. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's now killed two police officers as well. Yeah. Which, it's, it's, it's all list. going downhill for him, isn't it? It's not a good day. It's really not a good day. Now, the two cops are dead. Mick and Nub. <laughs> I said it right, didn't stupid I? Name. Yeah, very it's stupid, a stupid name. name. Mick and Nub. Now, this is where I get a little bit lost, right? Because there's a big dance coming up. But how do they know everyone, they're going to the dance and everyone's going to the dance or whatever? But like Mick and Nub are getting ready for the dance, and I think it must be a part of a conversation that. Um, Molly and Anton have when they're having their little bedroom thing go on yeah. about going to this dance. So they decide that they're going to go to this dance. Yeah. Mick and Nub are already in costume because it's a Halloween dance and yeah. Mick's got a bottle oh, sticking out his way, head. Oh, by the way, by this point, they have um, found some sort of barbecue skewer thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they've... Um, well, you've just said his name and I can't think of his Nub. name. No, the other one, Mick. Mick. Yeah. Mick just kind of sticks this skewer thing in Nub's neck and then gets his head and places the head so, on top. Yes. And then they end up... Oh, then he tries to eat something, but it's all coming out of the gap in his neck, so they put gaffer tape round. But Oh, this is just before that happens. This is, just, this is actually just before that happens. Oh, they go to the dance with his head off. No. What happens is, um, once they kill the police... I completely forgot about this, but it's a big part of the plot, is Anton decides that he has to chop his hand off. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. So, because the hand ends up in the microwave. Microwave. Yeah, so, yeah, he chops his hand off, but then the hand just has a life of its own. Mind of its own and, and carries on and with its own. And it just carries on. It doesn't yeah. need a body, it just carries on. And Why do you need a body like... when you've got the power of Satan driving you so along? So now we've got this little hand running around like... Um, the Adams family, and it is actually the same hand. It's the same person that does the hand for this movie as it is for the Adams family. Yeah. Why? I mean, are there not that many hand actors out there? You know, spread spread the wealth, not. spread the spread the parts around. But yeah, and we we have this whole thing where Anton tries to chop his hand off using some sort of. Um, Oh, the um, you know, bagel like a, slicer. Yeah, a bagel it's like slicer. A bagel, it's like a little yeah. flimsy plastic what bagel it? slicer. It's, and it's like the sort of thing that's from those late night um, yeah, adverts, like isn't channels. it? Yeah. Or not, not sorry, not particularly bagels. It might not be just for bagels. It might just be a slicing machine. One of the guys says, "Oh, that doesn't even cut through my bagels." Because yeah. I said to you, "That's not going to go through bone." Not, oh. <laughs> it's like a little flimsy. And, and it, he really yeah. bangs down on it, and it actually ends it up bends bending. Yeah. yeah. So then he gets he gets a meat cleaver out of. I think before that, there's other things that are. Oh, is there? Um, he's like trying to find something. Oh yeah, there's yeah. Other he's... things in the drawer that he's like this, and they're like no, and then oh, yeah, yeah, he finds this great big meat cleaver, and it's like yeah, that'll do it. And he's trying to do it, and he's trying to do it, and but the, the hand hands. Out of the way. <laughs> yeah, the hands like nope. <laughs> that was a but funny bit. 
yeah, thought that I was guess, really funny. I bit. guess the hand's got more power if it's attached to a body than if it's running around on its own because it's yeah, yeah it's not going to. Well, although it does do quite well on its own, it's it does. I mean, it t- does drag him around and about yeah. quite a bit. So he's he's. I mean, he's chopping away at this hand for ages, and it keeps dodging out the way. And that's all fine and good, and it's hilarious. But then he suddenly gets the idea, oh, Nub's head is right there. Nub, bite down on my hand to keep it in place. And he chops it off. And Mick picks up an iron and cauterises the wound. And we've seen that before in a film. And we can't think where, can we? I cannot think where. What movie did they cauterise a wound with an iron? It wasn't the Christmas one, was it? Yes, oh, it yes it was. Merci Christmas. Oh yeah, because he um, what That's is it? The guy right. with the legs? Or? Yes, the guy with the legs. They cauterise his legs. Yeah. With an iron, and I was like, is an iron? We see the iron later on, don't we? Because he brings the iron. Yeah. And puts it in is an iron hot enough to cauterise a wound? Anyway, if you don't know what we're talking about, Merci Christmas it was our Christmas special episode on the Patreon. Yeah. And in it, somebody has their legs cut off and served up for like a Christmas, uh, uh, like a Christmas Eve brunch or whatever. <laughs> you said that like it was like such a normal thing to do. Someone has their legs cut off and they serve it up for brunch. <laughs> well, I mean, for this family, it was perfectly normal. Yeah, but that's not you know. And when they cut his legs off, they cauterize the stubs stumps with an, iron. with an iron. So that's that's why we're going on I don't about know it. How hot does it? I don't. I've no no idea how hot things need to be to cauterize wounds. Yeah. If there's any doctors listening, let us know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine it would it would need to be the same sort of temperature that would sear a piece of steak. Quite hot, but irons do get pretty yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't if you've had an iron burn, you know about it, and yeah. it's a nasty burn. It, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So know. let us know. Let us know what temperature would it need to be. To cauterise a wound. Oh, I can't imagine the pain of that, though. No. I can't imagine. And the sizzle and the... And it's, it's, it's one thing they never talk about is the smell. Yeah. The smell of flesh cooking on an iron. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. Oh, his hand's gone. It's been sealed. Yeah. Sealed. Sealed to perfection. <laughs> nice and, it's nice and uh, crispy. Nice and browned. It's was this before George Foreman grills were a thing? This movie, probably. it must have been because that would have been a great bit of product placement, wouldn't it? Yeah, to put you know on the George Foreman. So he's lost he, his hand, he that's doesn't done. cry out in pain when he either cuts the hand off or gets it cauterized. Either. That's right, cauterized yeah. either. it's like literally like nothing's happened to him. There's no, yeah. there was no reaction to it, was there? No, there wasn't, but. Although your body does go into shock with something like that, I think, and you um, yeah. get a rush of adrenaline and stuff, and I think the pain comes later if I you think, have a severe injury like that. Because I think we, were, we, I think we touched upon this in body parts, yeah, and and having things removed and the body going into shock, and that yes. being enough that like the body does things to. Because I know if you have, um, I've known a couple of people to have quite severe accidents, Aye. and they have said to me that. You just you, your body does go into shock and you don't feel pain. Yeah. When that first happens, you don't feel pain. Mm-hmm. It's like later on, obviously, after you've had surgeries and things like that, you're obviously in pain. But yeah. at the moment of the accident and when you wait, you know, come to and realise what's happened, your body has a certain way of I don't I don't know if it is shock or adrenaline or what, yeah. but your body pumps something through you which stops you feeling the pain because I guess in a survival situation... You've got to be able to get out of there. You've got to be able to... Like, yeah, it's your body's way of going, right, we need to survive this. So you almost go into robot mode and go, okay, 
we can't be laying in here in agony. We need to get so yeah. You apparently, you don't feel. I've never. I've luckily never had a really awful yeah, accident. Yeah, touch wood. You apparently don't feel pain in a situation that's that severe mm-hmm. until later on. Your body just goes into shock. You don't feel pain. Yeah. So that's why people do weird things like. Um, so that is true that people would sort of still almost carry on. Yeah, and be yeah. Like chatting normally, and because they're not feeling the pain. Oh, do you know? know, Do you know what I watched? Right, I've started getting this. You know, sometimes I do enjoy like a really good TV show. I don't watch a lot of TV, but when I do, it's normally like a really good show or something that's really worthy. You know, all with the time. Um, But I also sometimes like popcorn TV. You know, just that you can just put it on. You don't even need to think about it or whatever. Yeah, watching Nine One One recently. This American show in LA and. There's like this cold open of an, a guy buying a motorcycle. He's in his 50s, whatever. Yeah. Buys a motorcycle. He's driving alongside a woman. And she's like, oh, hey, check you out. And he's like, oh, yeah, check me out. And they both run a red light and a van smashes him against the car, etc. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's not like a super gory, but you kind of see, wait a second, there's his motorbike. And then there's just a red streak across mm. the road to just the top half of his body. Yeah. And he's sitting there having a conversation. And it's like, how is he staying alive? Yep. Well, because of the script, he's still alive. But because also, of the script, but, but yeah. also, that is apparently true, yeah, that you yeah. would... I mean, I, I guess it depends how bad the accident is. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to kind of be conscious as well. But yeah, apparently, if sometimes yeah. if you have something major happen, you, you will go. just be sat there chatting because... Yeah. You can be cut in half, and because of this TV show, you'll be fine for a while. You'll be fine, yeah. You'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. Massive trauma. And, uh, yeah, just sit there chatting until the lights go out. Anyway, um, yeah, so we come back to Mick and Nub, who are, no, chops off his hand and he puts it in the microwave, the microwave. Yeah, we were looking for a hand setting because on Snakes on a Plane there's a snake setting. Yeah, and I I did say to you, oh, my God, if there's a hand setting, this movie goes up in my estimation. Yeah, there wasn't, was there? There wasn't. That would have been a great touch. Absolutely great touch. But we see it go around the microwave and it's just kind of... Yeah, and it's all bubbly and it's busting and I want to talk about that later. That's that's got to come up later in the episode. um, Oh, but then then it is... The door's shut, so it is stuck in the microwave. Yes, it is. You can't get out of a microwave from inside, I take it, because I've never never been in the microwave. Well, there's... I mean, they do have a little catch that goes down, but... Microwaves don't have get, a, a lock. No, you would better get out of a microwave. If you were a little hand, you'd yeah. better get out of it. From the <clears> I don't inside. think you've got the momentum to open a microwave no, door from so, inside. Sorry, microwave yeah, door. Yeah, because you haven't got a run up, have you? There's no yeah. space in there. So the hand can't get out. So the hand is stuck in the microwave. Yep. Who lets it out? Someone lets it out. Well, that's when Mick puts Nub's head back on using the skewer. Yeah. And they go to eat some microwave burritos. Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? And they eat it cold first. Nubs is cold, and he goes to eat it, and it all starts pouring out his neck hole. Yeah. Or, like, the slice in his neck. And that's when they put gaffer tape around yeah. his neck to keep all that in. And then Mick goes to put his in the microwave, and as he opens the microwave door, the hand busts out through the window. Yeah. Um, but the hand is making its way now to the Halloween dance. But also, there's blood all in the microwave. Oh, yeah. And they still cook stuff in there, don't they? Which is yep. grim. But yeah, and then the hand goes off to the dance and causes havoc there. 
oh, Anton. Oh, Anton runs to the dance and he's on the microphone, gets up on the stage. Well, yeah. Is that the um, first thing he does? That's not the very next thing. Oh. So, in the street, so what's happened is, then we have the nun, or the woman that was dressed as the nun, yeah. is in the bowling alley and meets Randy. Yeah. Because they, he starts flotting with her. And she's, ha- she's having a beer. He's flotting with her. And he's like, so what brings you to town? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, it's a long story. And he goes, hey, try me. And she tells yeah. him everything about how she's a secret, like she's part of a secret group that are chasing down this hand that yeah. possesses people, et cetera, et cetera. And Randy's like, oh, that's so weird. My neighbour, Anton, was telling me about how his hand's doing stuff that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. And she's like, oh, right, tell me where. So they turn up to the house just as Anton, Mick and Nub are getting into Randy's truck to drive to the high school. Yeah. And, <clears throat> excuse me, she goes to stop them, but they hit her with Randy's truck and drive off. And I thought, oh my God, is she dead? But no, she wasn't dead. Um, she was fine. Now, they go to the dance. At the dance, there are two of Randy's friends who get killed by the hand. Yeah. In their car. Again, just random deaths. Fine. Not a problem. Yeah. And that's when we get to the dance. How does the hand kill them? Um, oh, strangulation. Yeah, well... They're getting it on, aren't they? Yeah, they're getting it on. And, and it, was like yeah, it was like that... Yeah, it was like that scene in... Like I said to you, that scene oh, in Total Recall. Yeah, where he's... So he's got his two hands on one He's got... Boob each. He's holding a boot and his head is down below. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... The thud hand comes hand, up. But then it comes up. And gets around her neck, and then she yeah. starts screaming. She gets and strangled, then, yeah. and then it cuts away in the car, where he gets pulled back into the car by the hand. Yeah. And you don't see how he dies, but there's just like a splatter of blood. Yeah. And that's it. Anton, Mick, and Nub turn up in the car. They park up next to that car, but by that time, the hand's already gone. Mm. And that's when they go into the school. And we are greeted in this school by the offspring, the band, the offspring of Pretty Fly for a oh, White Guy. Yeah, yeah. They are playing yeah. in a random high school for their Halloween party. Yeah. I can only imagine how much that cost at the height of their fame. Well, this had quite a big budget, this movie, didn't it? Yeah, was it well, it was like million, 25 million. Which is a lot for the movies we watch. That's yeah. a big budget. For, it is a big budget. Some of them have the got films. like two grand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if 2,000 pounds to make this movie. So, some, when people say it's a shoestring budget, I think the a first, lot of the movies we watch are literally yeah, put together a shoestring. Yeah, the first movie we reviewed was. That was a really low budget, wasn't it? That was yeah, an it was. Like it was like 35 grand. Yeah. It was if like I remember nothing, right. Yeah. 35,000 pounds, and they had Julian Sands, Toya Wilcox. Which is nothing to make a movie, is it? Yeah, it's absolutely nothing. And no wonder it was shit. <laughs> well, when I spoke to the director of the film, this is mad, right? The director of the movie messaged us afterwards, like going, "Oh, thank you so much for picking our movie to 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 talk about on yeah. your like your first episode, etc." And and I thought, "Oh my god, what did we say? Did we say anything bad?" But they were really good sport about it, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah we had absolute zero budget." And they filmed it in something stupid, like a week. Didn't yeah, they? filmed it in like a week. Yeah. Mad, and it's just like so, so little money, just a massive quick turnaround. Yeah, and I, and I feel bad because like that was just over a year ago that I was talking to, and, and like yeah. a handful of messages on social media that we that we went back and forth, and I really think why have I not said decided to why have we not spoke to that guy more? 
Yeah. Why are we not? That's a literal director of bad movies. Yeah. Who's like, but also at the time, he was like, oh yeah, we worked with Julian Sands. And of course that was just at the time because we released that episode. Yeah. Because we'd, we'd recorded that episode about a good month, two months before we released yeah. it. Because we, we were doing a load up front. And literally we released the episode and just as, not even realising it, just as news of Julian Sands having gone missing, yeah. hiking in the hills of California, mm-hmm. um, had, had broken as well. So yeah. it was like, and it was like, oh, saying how, you know, it's awful news and, you know, and, you know, all that kind of thing. But, and, and talking to the director about it, it was like, oh, God, it's like, this is just insane. Mm. I couldn't believe our first episode and the director of the movie was talking to us. Yeah, I know. And then, mad thing as well, I, I remember telling you this, but the, the director of Caris Hill yep. liked our, um, like the episode release tweet of us yeah. doing um, Caris Hill on Caris the episode as well. Movie. I was like, this is insane. Yeah. Insane. Anyway, that, that, that's, that's a little bit of news that if happened. If we could get the director of Snakes on the plane, I'd die a happy lady. <laughs> <laughs> what if we could... Get you an interview with the director of Snakes on a Plane. However, it was on a plane with snakes. I'd do it. <laughs> they, were, they were fine in the movie. Is Samuel Jackson going to be there? Yeah, of course. Get it then. I'm, I'm there. You're it's, safe. I'm safe. You're safe. Absolutely, you are. There's, there's nothing that that man can't protect me from. <laughs> if he but can protect then, them from snakes on a plane. But then you're sitting on the plane and you're like, oh, I really need a wee, and you've no. got to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, see? I can't be sitting on that toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I could just be sat in my seat and one could crawl up my dress like that woman. And that's that, it. Yeah. That's it. So you just don't know. Nope, nope. And then you've got a third hand situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It's not always a good thing. No, it's not always a good thing, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um... So we got the offspring playing. They are they are funnily enough, the offspring are playing a Ramon song, not one of their own. Very mm. strange. Um but while they are playing, we can see that the hand is slowly locking the doors of yes. the hall. Um but Anton gets up on the stage and is like, Hey everybody, you've got to leave. There's a hand, it's gonna kill you, etc. etc. And everyone's like, What? And even the guy from the Offspring's like, hey, kid, look, you've had your time. Just get off the stage and let yeah. us get on with it. And then very promptly, he is scalped by the hand. Yes. Which is <laughs> quite then funny, actually. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. Um, everybody's fighting to get out, blah, blah, blah. And then we then have a really strange scenario, okay, of Molly and her friend, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Well, just before the hand attacks... Molly, uh, Tanya is dancing with Nub and they're kissing, etc. They're mm. having a great time. And Nub's thinking, hey, I'm going to get my end away tonight. Even though he's dead. Even though he's dead, I know. And I, I did point this out, but he, when we were watching it, but he, those zombies or whatever they were must have smelt, surely. That's the thing. Because their bodies dead. are dead. Yeah. Is there not a smell that comes along with no, that? No, it's not like... I can't imagine be, they smell great. Maybe some maggots... You yeah. know, I mean, ooh. you know, there's got to, you know, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. But hey, who are we to deny Nub? Anything one, happening is, movie is, is, um, yeah, is, um, he's, uh, he wasn't, I've never said he's prom night. It's not a prom, is it? It's Halloween no, it party. A it's a party, Halloween yeah. dance. But then obviously all hell kicks loose. Tanya and Molly, 
Molly being Jessica Alba's character, Anton's mm. love interest, go decide to go through the air conditioning vents to get away from the hand because the hand is there to get her to punish Anton, mm. I imagine. So they go through this, these ducts, but these ducts are enormous and they get to a section which has a rotating fan. Yeah, which we couldn't work out why they would need that in a school building. Yeah, and it's it's the rotating fan is so powerful that we find out later. It's like the fan in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yeah. Willy Wonka, where they've got a burp to get down. The original Willy Wonka, I not the Johnny Depp See, rubbish. I love that. The original. So good. But yeah. Uncle Charlie, he's a dirty rotten benefits cheat. Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa Joe. Yeah, not Grandpa Joe, not Uncle yeah. Charlie. What am I talking about? Grandpa Charlie's Joe, the Charlie's the kid. Jesus, honestly, Joe, what am I like? Grandpa Joe. Yeah, yeah he's he spends is, years in bed doing I nothing. They're on benefits because no, they're, no, they're, still, they're, they're poor as anything. They're poor as anything. But that man has laid in that bed for God knows how many years. Oh, I can't work. Poor me. Oh, I get to go to the factory. And then as soon as you've Let's got a golden see. ticket, you're up and dancing around the room. And have you also seen, I don't know if you've seen this going around um, like TikTok or whatever, but I've yeah. seen this video occasionally. You know when they're, when they're in the room with the flavoured wallpaper? Yes. And they got to lick the wallpaper? Yeah. Just look at how Grandpa Joe licks the wall. It's... Disturbing. <laughs> let's just, let's just say, let's just say <laughs> Grandma is a very happy lady. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, it is disturbing. I don't think they're Very getting up to anything in that bed because they're showing it with two... Oh, unless they're all... Are they swingers? four people in that bed. Because <laughs> they're not related, those, those, those four yeah, in the bed. Yeah, they're not. That's true. They're just... Because that's... They're the that's, grandparents. They're the, they? grand, they're, the, they're the maternal and paternal grandparents, so they could be getting it on. Mm, oh, this is so dark. Bed. Yeah, this is not... Well, thanks for, thanks, thanks for listening, film, everyone. David. See you later. <laughs> Bye. A kid's film? you got kids being drowned in chocolate. you got... Kids being blown up, kids yeah. being shrunk down to nothing. Look, this is why I go on about the 80s and 90s, because you could do stuff like that to kids. You've got chickens <laughs> being beheaded in the tunnel scene. Yes, but we could. We were allowed to watch things like this when we were younger. Now everyone's just like, oh, you can't, you know, everyone's got to be so protected from stuff. <laughs> we, we got in cars with All no right, car seats. All right, boomer. <laughs> we got in cars with no car seats. <laughs> I know, yeah. Pram on the back seat. <laughs> that was it. I didn't mean it was right. No, I know. And there were less cars around, to be fair. There were but less cars, yeah. It was a great time. Yeah, yeah. You'll never convince me that my childhood wasn't great because we we had the best of times because our parents were just on the right side of give a fuck. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, we care about our kids, but, uh, but let uh, them go. Also, we kind of like not having to deal with them for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was like... You're going out for the whole day. Great. See ya. I mean, going back another generation, my mum's generation, she... My mum's got a huge family. Aye. So my nan had a lot of children. So they would just go out and play. Aye. Like, all day. They they can tell you stories about stuff that happened. Yeah, And you're yeah. like, uh... I don't think that's what... There was loads of creepy old men that tried to get the girls into their vans and stuff and into their houses and things like that. And Oof. you're like... You should not have been out on your own. <laughs> yeah. And how did you get away with not getting attacked at any point? Because all these stories that come out with you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I'm pretty sure that if you'd have done that, if you'd done that, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> like it was, yeah. yeah it was, there's a, like so. Don't get me wrong; it wasn't safe for time, but oh, it yeah. was just like, yeah, it'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. And they were like nothing terrible ever happened to any of oh. them. But it was like they were just. Uh, my grandparents wouldn't have known where they were. 
Yeah. They would have just been out all day, come back when they're hungry. Yep. And you just think, you'd never do that with your kids now. Yeah. I live opposite a park and like. I go over to the park with my kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Brody's 10, he's 11 this year. He's allowed to go over there with a friend if they've got a phone and literally oh, you cross the road and you're in the park. But yeah, I mean, my dad went to school. Him and his brother used to get yeah. on the bus together at five and six years old. I think get on the bus be, together and go to school like together. When I was six or seven years old, there was a building site next to our house and that was our playground. Yeah. You know? So dangerous. Yeah. I remember yeah. setting up on top, it's like four stories. I remember setting up on top of the scaffolding four yeah. stories up. You know, having climbed our way up the ladders up there, you know. Cause... I mean, it was so much more luck than judgment back then. Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, one false move and <laughs> I'd, have right. a, I'd have been a street pancake, you know. But yeah, ah. Yeah. Nowadays, it's all, there's, there's too many fences and too many security guards to let kids be kids. Yeah. <laughs> Boomers. Anyway, we have to, at some point in every episode, get back to our childhoods. I know. And how great they were. So we've done that now. Let's move we've on. We've done it now. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got a really sort of convoluted thing. Is um, Tanya and, well, Molly and Tanya, because Tanya, we've just met her, um, have to get down out of the ducks through this fan so Molly takes off Tanya's shoe and jams it. Wedges it in yeah. so that it's yeah, so that the fan stops. So oh, I don't know what I've done to my eye, but it's really itchy. Um Oh, it's really itchy. Ow. Anyway, Molly for some reason also has a whip. So she ties the whip up. Oh, maybe it's part of Tanya's costume. So she ties Must the be. whip up and she lowers herself down through the fan. Yeah, because they look down the and she Tanya goes, Oh, it's a big drop. I don't want to drop all that way. Yeah. And she's Molly's kind of like, oh come on, you wimp! But yeah. she's like, and I don't think it's that far, is it? No, but it's not. It's you really probably, you not might break far. an ankle, I guess, if you drop that far. But yeah. you're not going to die, it's, especially if you if you've only got one um, high heel on, because the other one's stopping the fan. Yeah, and I guess also you don't really want to have a broken ankle if you're running away from a murderous hand, do you? No, that's very true. So, that's yeah. very true. I mean, broken ankles versus murderous hands. All the body parts are getting involved here. Yeah. And all of Tanya's body parts do kind of get involved in a moment. Because yeah. So Tanya, Molly drops first, doesn't Molly she? Molly drops first. Tanya's umming and eyeing. I say umming and eyeing. That's a nice way of putting it. Basically, but, as soon as they put the shoe in, the fan is still moving a little bit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of wanting to go. It's completely. And I was thinking, oh, Tanya's going to go down. She's going to get chopped in half, whatever. She might get her head chopped off. Yeah. She might come back as a zombie and be perfect for nub. Yeah. You know, etc. But the rope, the um rope, the whip starts to go around Tanya's neck and we realise the hand is doing it. Yeah. And the hand pushes her and she's kind of being hung, she's yeah. being choked, and uh and then we see that the hand just pulls the high heel out of the way yeah. and the fan starts going round. Whip, the, the whip gets wrapped around the mechanism and pulls Tanya up into the farm yeah. and it's just like a spray of blood everywhere. Yeah. And that's the end of Tanya. Tanya. And Mike, Mick and Nub turn up just as they see Tanya and I've got, a, I've got, I think I've got one of the lines down, I think I've got it down as a bad line that they say at that point, but they do have obviously something to say about the fact Oh no, I've actually got it down. I'll be talking about it in this episode. Yeah. I put it down as a good line, but I was thinking it was a bad line. But I don't know why I put it down as a good line. Okay. Other than, anyway, just for the lack of good lines. Yeah. Probably, actually. <laughs> yeah. I needed one and I thought, oh, this will do. So Tanya's dead. Molly runs away. Um, now, 
Anton is then attacked on... Yeah, Anton bumps into our lady who was the nun who's hunting the hand down. Yeah. And she sees him and she's like, hey, are you Anton? And he's like, yeah, 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 I am. And she's like, oh, I know how to get rid of the hand. And he's like, oh, great. Yeah. We need you to do it. And she's like, you've got to kill the host. And she tries to kill him. And yeah. they fight, et cetera, et cetera. But then, then it's pointed out that he's actually chopped the hand off. Yeah. And it's like, ah, right. Why work. did you chop it off? Now it's free, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, it was the best... Well, you be- try living with a yeah. man's hand. Exactly. <laughs> it was the best idea he had at the time, you know? Yeah. Quite right. I'm on Team Anton with that and one. And also, th- probably the thought process was, if I cut off the blood supply to this... Yeah. It will just die. Yeah. I mean, how was he to know? Which would make sense. Yeah. But how was he to know it would carry on? We know from Crank that that does, and, and body parts, that and you can keep body parts alive when they're chopped off. And Evil Dead too. You we know from Evil Dead too that hands stay as well. Yeah. So, so oh, I wonder. I've learned nothing. I don't know, but Evil Dead 2 isn't a bad movie, so it can't be part of the body oh, parts. Oh, but hold on. on. When was this um, movie? 1999. When yeah. was body parts? 1991. Oh, so that they should have learned from that. They, they can't have learned. have learned from Crank because Crank wasn't made yet. Yeah. But they could have learned from body parts. They could have absolutely learned yeah. from body parts. Absolutely could have. Now, so they go running through the school. They find Molly tied to a car being cranked up to a roof to be crushed oh, in the yeah, car. Yeah, do, don't and we've got no idea how she got there. Right. She's just there. Okay? Yeah. So that's She's being cranked up to a roof. Um, the hand is now using a hand puppet to make it look yeah, it is, a bit isn't it? creepy for some strange reason. And there's a little bit of a wrestle with the hand. The hand attacks, and all the while, right, they can't they can't pull this lever down. So the hand the hand is got fighting. The lever can't go down. They eventually they find a bong made out of a car's exhaust pipe and they decide to smoke some weed to get strike, to to, to give them power and they fight the hand better because they smoke some weed. Don't ask. This was the idea. So this is the the alternative ending that was used as the, the real ending of the movie that was... This was... This was basically the... The finalised movie didn't do very well in test audiences. Yeah. So the producers basically said, the, the test audiences said they wanted more comedy and they wanted weed to save the day. Yeah. So that's why they decided that if they smoke some weed, they'll get more power and they can yeah. fight the hand better. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very poor decision. It's just a dreadful idea. We have watched the original ending. Yes. Um, Which is awful. So maybe we'll talk about that on the Patreon bad yeah. bits. Yeah, the bad bits. I mean, this is the good ending, but it's also terrible. So they fight the hand, they throw the hand off. As they throw the hand, your lady with the knife comes in, throws a dagger, stabs it through the hand, and actually stabs on, um, into... Mixed chest, Mixed yeah. chest, yeah. And the hand just kind of explodes and pops. And I thought, oh, wait a second... Is this what's going to happen? Has the hand kind of is the bo- is it going to possess Seth yeah, and his full like, body? Yeah, but no, it wasn't. It was it all just fine. Disappears. Yep. They stop that happening. They take the knife. They cut Molly free. But 
Anton is standing underneath the car lift. Yeah. And the car lift gives way and just crashes down on top of Anton. And we yeah. think, oh, he's dead. Now, a, like, a white light appears in the sky. Mick and Nub ascend to heaven. And they're like, yeah. are you coming with us, Anton? Yeah. And then they carry on walking up. But then, like, we cut to a hospital several t- several months later. Or yeah. a couple, a, a, a bit of time later. I say several months. When, yeah, it's not it several months. It's a no. little bit of time later. I don't know why I said several months. And we see Anton in a full body cast with yeah. Molly over him, and she's writing on his cast like "I love you" kind of thing. Yeah, and she he's... fell in love very quickly. Oh, she really does. I think she's going to love him after that. Well, no, especially now that the uh, the hand's gone. Yeah, he did love about him. I think it is. I think you know. And by it's the way, be a very empty relationship after he's in a full body cast. Yeah, they just leave where his hands missing. They just leave a hole there. Yeah. Just they don't like bandage that up, which is yeah. weird. I'm pretty sure that that sort of thing would be fully enclosed. Yeah. While it heals. It would be, wouldn't it? I imagine. You Especially know? with something like a cast, because if you've got a piece that's open, dirt and dust can get yeah, in there. Yeah, things and get if you've in. Got, like, yeah. A wound, especially if you've got an amputated arm. You're definitely talking infection. And that that's... would be yeah, and also because because he's got he's chopped his own hand off, and that's not been seen by a doctor. Yeah. They'd have to do surgery on that, surely. Yeah, I mean, they'd probably have to chop more off to tidy up yeah. what he'd done to it, all the, all the running around. Because all he's got yeah. over that chopped-off stump is a plastic bag. Yeah. So it's, yeah, there's all sorts of nasty things going on under there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hate to think, I hate to think. But Mick and Nub turn up because they've got, they're like angels now. And they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we're having a great time in heaven, blah de blah de blah where you're guardian angels now or whatever. Mm. And like then they go back into heaven. And then, well, they go back through the portal up to heaven. And then Anton sees above his bed in UV light, I'm under the bed. And he starts freaking out. And as Mick and Nub are walking away, because for some reason, even though they go through a portal back to heaven, they're still walking through the hospital. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, yeah. does it? Absolutely no sense at all. And they say, should we tell him that we wrote that up there as a joke? Mm. anyway and then that's the end of the movie and that's it and yeah it was a mess wasn't it it really was a mess it wasn't my favourite movie no I didn't out of all of our categories as well I found it really hard finding good bits to write about the categories there were good bits in the film and I think we've certainly got some wild cards and we've probably mentioned some of the wild cards as well at least certainly some of the things I would want to talk about yeah but Otherwise, yeah, we didn't have the best. There was a couple of cards that say music. There was no good music. There was well, terrible music. I say oh, that. Have you got, have you got I did music? put something down for music because although I'm not a massive fan of the Offspring, mm. I thought you were impressed over that. I thought it was really great that they were there. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie that seeing like the Offspring doing the music and that, and you were like, "God, this song, this song's awful," and I was like. That is, I want to be sedated by the Ramones, Emma. It is not awful. <laughs> it was awful when they performed it. <laughs> yeah, and then so they, they did. Um, uh, yeah, they did. A, I want to be sedated by um, the Ramones, and then they did one of their own songs. I can't remember what it was called. It's not wasn't one of the most popular songs. Yeah, but they did that as well. And it was like, oh yeah, that was quite fun to see the Offspring doing that, and then them to be involved in having the singer's head. Hair, you know, head ripped off, or well, yeah. top of his head being scalped is what I'm looking for. So seeing that, but mm. otherwise, yeah, 
the rest of the music in the film was yeah. your typical 1999 pop punk yeah. and not even particularly well good. known. There was a lot of Rob Zombie, for anyone that knows Rob Zombie stuff. Yeah. Actually, Rob Zombie's a movie director as well. Like, can't, um, oh, I can't remember what movies he's done. He did the remake of The Hills Have Eyes and things like that. Okay. Rob Zombie, I'm pretty sure there will probably end up being a Rob Zombie movie yeah. in one of our episodes at one point. So yeah, but otherwise, yeah. The rest of the music in the film was awful. Yeah. Really awful. Nothing to nothing to write home about, was it? No. So music. One good thing from me, and we kind of covered over the fact that they were there. Location. Again. I didn't have anything for location. I didn't have anything as a good location. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were a few different locations because you had yeah. the dance. A lot of it was set in his house, though, wasn't it? Yes. A lot of it was in the house, and then you kind of had the dance, and that was the main two locations. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I mean the only really. the only place I could maybe bring in a location, but I think it was actually more because of what happened in the location rather than the actual location itself. But it was when he was in the um, the fast food place. Yeah. Like I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a safari fast food, and that you know they've got the kind of safari outfits on. But it was yeah. It, but it was the the bits where he's the hands trying to kill people there. Yeah, and failing. But it, so it's not really that's location. Not really location. That's the scene, it was, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't say even then, the different locations that brought in seem to really. No. Think oh that's clever or they've done something clever with the location. Mm. You know none of that none of that. Um, so yeah, location definitely out. Music really quick one to cover over there I think as well. Um, right. What about props because i didn't actually write anything down for props okay so i go on um i don't know why i said go on i don't know i've got, <laughs> I've got quite a lot in bad i'm challenging but you i don't know if some of these are quite good um the two left ears so they find two left ears oh, and then go yeah. it must be the twins <laughs> that's like could it not just be two left ears of two different people <laughs> no but i think the reason that was is and and these 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 left ears came out of a bag of like chips or something, didn't it? Or pretzels yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they did. And to be fair, they looked like salted pretzels, but just in ear shape. And they, you know, they were fine. But yeah, I think in one of the news articles that the twins were found with their left ears cut off or something like that. Yeah, but it was yeah. that just made me laugh. Yeah. The, the yeah. two ears. And then I quite liked, we haven't, we haven't talked about this, but at one point, I can't remember where it is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Where the hand finds one of those electric pencil sharpeners and just sharpens its oh, nails. Yes, <laughs> in the school. It's like, yeah. What? Yeah. So that's that it's right. got nice, sharp, pointy nails yeah. to scratch people and dig in. So it's almost <laughs> got like claws, isn't it? Because they're really pointy. And then, yeah, I had a few down for bad props. Uh-huh. Um, but actually, looking at it again, I'm thinking the hand puppets, because at one point the hands. Wearing hand puppets, and I just thought, actually, that's quite. That could be quite funny. Yes. This, this movie wasn't hitting it with the yeah. comedy for me, but there's things that they could have made. Really it could have funny. been so much more. Yeah. The one thing they did with a hand puppet that actually I think was was just on the edge of funny. Yeah. Was the hand puppet that they used was quite mean looking. Yeah. Right, and 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 quite creepy looking as well. Right. So it was quite mean looking. And then at the end of the film, when they smoke this weed and they blow weed into the hand puppet, the, the, the smoke into the hand puppet, 
to get the hand stoned again. Mm. How does that happen? I don't know. But then, when, when you see the face of the hand puppet again, the face has changed and it looks stoned. Oh, okay, yeah. And I thought, okay, that's, that's a little quite, bit funny. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's not hilarious, not but laugh out nice loud, but it was like, yeah. oh, okay. So yeah, maybe I could add that as my good prop yeah. there because um, that was quite a good bit. Okay. But other than that, the, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a. It's the same prop, just different versions of it that I've got down as a bad prop yeah. um, as, as well through it. Um, so did you have any good props? No, apart from the puppet. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of good stuff for me to pull out for our categories. Um, now, what about then special effects? Special effects, I thought, I actually thought that they did um, Nub's severed head really well. Yeah, so okay. he was talking quite a lot when his head had been chopped off. Yes. There was little scenes of him, you know, his head was sat on a table or it was sat on a chair and he was talking or he was throwing the cheese balls at it and he was yeah. trying to catch them in his mouth and stuff. I thought they did that quite well. And yeah. even when they did the, like, skewer in the neck and tried to put his head back on and stuff, uh-huh. and then he had, like, the big gash, obviously, where it had been joined. I thought they they made that look yeah, quite agreed. good, to be fair. Um, so I thought, yeah, I thought those special effects were good. Did you have anything um, different? I do, but uh, just just to add on to what you were saying there, yeah, there were a lot of scenes where the head was saying things, and sometimes, as you're right, it was on like a countertop. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there's just a hole then, and the head's through the hole, blah blah blah. But there were times where he was on the sofa and that, where like laying on its side. Wasn't yeah, it? laying on its sofa. side, and I mean, clearly, then that's. You know, it's not actually there. The guy's yeah. not in the sofa doing that. Yeah. Um, it was some of it was really well done. And, yeah. And for nineteen ninety nine. I mean, for a budget of twenty five million as well. Yeah, it was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So when you watch things like Back to the Future, things like that. Aye. That was nineties, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, that looks shocking now. Like the car that flies in the sky and stuff. Uh, the special effects yeah. look shocking. So, I mean, yeah, don't it get was me quite wrong. well done for the time. 1994, we had things like Jurassic Park and, you know, that yeah, looking, so. that that was, looking amazing yeah. and, and Terminator 2. But all these films cost way north yeah, of 25 yeah. million. Yeah. And, and they were before 1999 as well. So yeah. for 25 million at that time, when those effects probably cost a lot more. Yeah. But then I suppose things might cost a lot more, but the technology should be better by 1999. Yeah. But even still... For that budget, there are there are higher budget movies where the effects look oh, worse yeah. in that same time time yeah. frame. So yeah, I take I I take your point absolutely right. So yeah, that was good. But do you know do you want to know what my favourite special effects was? Yes, it was the hand in the microwave. Oh, was it? Okay. I thought it was brilliant. It was yeah. so good because I mean it was it was disgusting and it was gore. But this is you know this is a like a body horror movie. So you yeah. want to see, it, it, there has to be gore. And the hand's in the microwave and it's all bubbly and then blood or stuff Something's starts spotting yeah. from breaks in its fingertips and all that sort of yeah. thing. And then it kind of explodes in there as well and there's blood everywhere inside the microwave. Yeah. yeah I thought it was great. I thought it was really fantastic. Yeah. And again, the hand in its own right, after it's chopped off, has a lot of character. So is it a prop or is it a character? That's like the age-old question of Robert and Robert, isn't it? Is that a prop or is it a character? Yeah. I just I just don't know, Emma. And I don't I, feel qualified... I don't feel qualified enough to say. I feel like the hand's more of a character because it's a human hand. Yeah. Whereas rubber is an, an animal object, naturally. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas a hand is a living thing when it's attached to somebody <laughs> normally. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I really don't know. I really don't know. Now, what about then lines? Good lines. Um, I didn't write much down, to be fair. Um, mm. I did quite like it when the cops turned up and he was knitting and, and he said, um, arrest me. And the cops said, okay, j- just drop the knitting needles. <laughs> I, I don't know, I just thought it was quite good because... And then, obviously, he couldn't because he yeah. was like, oh, I need to keep my hands busy. Um, but I just thought, I bet there's never been a time when someone's arrested somebody and they've had to say, drop the knitting needles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that tickled me a little bit. But, yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't write anything else down. I didn't, nothing jumped out at me to be like, oh, that was good. Yeah. Um, did you have anything? So the one, the one I put down, I was originally going to put it down as a bad line, and I was like, look, I cannot go into this episode without at least a good line written down. Because normally we've got a plethora of lines from movies that, yeah, you know... Yeah, normally a good one. It normally is. And the only one I can think of is when Mick and Nub turn up to the ventilation shaft and Tanya has just been obliterated by it. Mm. Like, they get there and Mick's like, oh, man... Yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe her. I was having such a nice time with her or whatever. Yeah, even though he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we go, and they go to walk away, and uh, but Mick's like, Mick is there, and he's like, whoa, I'm not going through all this Tanya. <laughs> I was oh, like, because yeah. she's, she's splattered all over the place. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm not going through all the her. Yeah. So they, they, they go back through the vent, and then he also, as, as Mick's, as Nub, sorry, is all kind of like real, like, Oh man, but we really had a connection, or whatever he was saying, mm. and and then and then Mick goes, "Well, we can go back if you want a piece." Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh," but also I was like, "Ah, oh, it's not the worst line I heard," and that was that was quite funny, yeah. you know. But even still, I'm really scraping at the bottom of the barrel to get a decent line out of this. Yeah. Yeah, I did also have written down when. Um... When the hand when the hand gets stabbed and it just disintegrates or yes. explodes or whatever it does, um, I've written him down as Scott because he's Scott in yeah yeah Scotty <laughs> Powers Scott. but um, he's not Scott in this he is Mick in this Mick just kind of looks down his chest and goes that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, and it's like yeah that was exactly what the audience is sitting there thinking what that, literally that's all it took yeah this yeah murderous hand that's been going on a killing spree for all this time and you couldn't kill it so at least the movie's self aware about. Yeah, that's, that's it. what an anticlimax. All you had to do was just yeah. throw that blade at it, and it would, yeah. But yeah. that's, I think, because of the this being the alternative ending. Obviously, they're like, we. Yeah, it's nowhere near. Anyway. Yeah, the, the the other ending's got a whole thing that goes on. Yes, the other ending is more what you'd expect if something's cursed or yeah. Like we've watched movies before, haven't we? Where there's been like a curse on something and there's this right. whole ritual to get rid of it, or yeah, or in some ghost movies, as we know, to get rid of evil spirits, you just hang some bells up and write <laughs> a notebook. <laughs> oh my that god, be the a, way as well. There's a flashback to episode one. Just hang up some bells. Um, now, what about some wild cards? I quite liked a couple of the deaths. So yes. I put deaths in as a wild Go card. Um, so I liked it when when he killed Nub. Uh-huh. Um, so what happens is Nub's gone up the stairs. He, there's a circular saw blade and that yeah. gets thrown. And it slices through his neck. 
and then you get a couple of seconds and then his head just kind of slides off his neck. Oh, I thought it was more of like a kind of a... It pops off backwards, doesn't it? it I just, thought it slid off. No, it, well, it, you kind of see like the slice and then it just goes whoop. Or maybe just a slide backwards and yeah, I, I I'm just imagining... Off. I think it just slides yeah. off. Okay, okay. And then, so it slides off and it rolls down and lands at Anton's feet. <laughs> yeah. And, and then Love just goes, cool. <laughs> yeah, the head goes, cool. <laughs> I just cool. quite liked it as a death. I thought that was yes. quite good. And then I also quite liked the knitting needle through the cop's head from ear to ear, literally oh, through yeah. one ear out the other ear. That yeah. was quite good as well. That was good. That there, was good. There were, you know, to give it its due, there were a couple of good deaths yeah. in it. I liked, you know, that we didn't talk about this as well, but the one death that I liked, I mean, it was a, it was a really, it's one of those scenes that kind of makes your skin crawl as well. But, and, and it was also a scene that really wasn't needed, right? Yeah. But I liked the death. <laughs> To a degree, and also it made me kind of feel a little bit, oh, God, ooh, ooh. But, so the principal of the school is in his office, and there's a whole thing where his card is getting declined and he's on the phone. But yeah. then he goes, oh, no, you're... P-. And again, this is just like, this isn't funny. Why even bother, right? Yeah. Why even bother with this? But then he, then there's a whole thing where it's like, oh, my card's getting declined, but my card should be fine. And he goes, oh, you've got the numbers round the wrong way, and he tells on the right numbers, but... He's on the phone to a sex line, right? Yeah. And he's saying away, he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you've been a naughty ghetto. I'm going to bend you over, hit you with my ruler, et cetera, mm. et cetera. And then the hand starts crawling up his leg. And I was thinking to myself, how is he not noticing the hand crawling oh, up his yeah. leg? But-, but then he's like, oh, it's oh, you're so good at this. It's almost like I can feel you. Yeah. And then the hand is like on his, on his bits. Yeah. And he's like, oh, actually... Actually, I, I can feel you. <laughs> and then it's like crunch and yeah. it's death. And the whole scene was pointless. You could have just got rid of it. But I like the death. I like I like the... How could he die though? Just for him grabbing his bits? Well, I mean, and then I imagine he's done that. He's ripped things off. It's then done what the hand does yeah. and killed him. Like, how did it, how did it make that blood explode in the car... With a couple what, that were getting it, it on yeah, as well. What, what did the, it do? How did it do under the bed yeah. in the first place? Exactly. You know, did Anton, was Anton asleep and got dragged under the bed and killed his mum while he was under the bed? Who sleep, knows? Yeah. Or was that when the hand entered the house and became part and part with Anton? Who knows? I really knows, have yeah. no idea. But yes, yeah, some of the deaths were really good. I mean, you said that I think, I think you had the two best deaths. I think, because, I think also because that's what was lacking in body parts yes so I think this movie we're like oh we've actually got this hand is a murderous hand yeah. we've actually got some deaths and it's actually doing it yeah whereas in body, body parts, parts it was like, the deaths had already oh, happened oh I strangle you oh no yeah. well I throw you out of a window but you're Ooh. survival it's just like yeah yeah, yeah. alright do you have any other wild cards no do you no I don't actually Jim. yeah I think we're going to have to rate it so I always do this I always say Emma what are you going to give it a five you go first um, I'm going to go first and I'm going to give it oh, probably one and a half fingers out of five. That's exactly what I was going to give oh, it, one it? and a half, yeah. yeah. And I think I've, for whatever it was I said earlier, I thought, oh, they're going to do this and they didn't. That's why I'm going to take more, that half point off. Mine's not getting two points. I forgot what it was already. It will come back to me in a minute, but my mind is gone. It, it, it's a movie that could have been really funny. Yeah. With the right writers, with the right director... And even with the right cast, it could have been funny. Mm. But Seth Green, I think 
when you watch, if you watch Austin Powers again mm. after watching this movie, you'll think, oh, that's just Seth Green being Seth Green. Yeah. It's only because, because Scott, the writing in Austin Powers is better than the writing yeah. in this movie or the com- the comedy stuff that in it Austin Powers is better, yeah. is that that character works. But when that character has got absolutely nothing remotely funny to say, yeah, you know, it, you know, because like they even subvert the stoner character, because it's like you know Scott should be lazy, boring, but he's like, I'll just shoot him now, Dad. Let's just kill him. Let's just yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 there's so much more to it, but yeah, with this one, it's like oh, oh yeah, no, you can't. You can't like just be this meat, character. I feel like there's more meat to the character yeah. in, in um, I keep wanting to say Doctor Evil, in Austin Powers because is. Scott is got he's a teenager with all this angst about mm-hmm. his dad and there's like it's the just, therapy scene in yeah. Austin Powers too. Oh yeah, yeah. but so do you good. know what I mean? He's like actually thought about the characters a bit more mm-hmm. and they're just. They're a bit more padded out, whereas this yeah. was just, oh, you're just a stoner, and that's it. There was no background. There was no... Yeah. Like, with Scott, you've got the background of he was abandoned by his father, who's an evil villain, and then, yeah. like, yeah, like you say, you've got the therapy scene where, you know, oh, I've been left... I didn't know my dad growing up, and blah, blah, There's all of that backstory to it. So yeah. you can't have a character that there you're really warm to about There really is nothing like a Sean Scott, I'm saying that. <laughs> you can't... <laughs> but you can You can't compare. warm to a character without some sort of background and history and knowing yeah. a little bit about them. I, and these characters are so like two dimensional. They're just like you are a stoner. Yeah. that's it. That's all the information what, you get. Yeah, and what really gets me as well is one of the trivia points. And I read this out to you the other night, right? But this is quite a big trivia point. But in, in, and I'll read this out for everyone. I'll go through it quite quick. But in September two thousand and seven, Seth Green told the Onion AV Club about the experience of fi- filming Idle Hands. The best thing about that movie was that everybody working on it had a different mission statement. We all thought we were making a different movie. Me and the boys, the other actors, Devin and Eldon, Anton and Nub, we were convinced we were making a high drama with some comedic elements and we tried to make our relationship as lifelong best friends believable. I'm sorry, if you watched the film that I watched, you would say, Seth, you are lying through your teeth. There's no way that you did anything remotely to make that like... A high drama with comedic elements. Yeah, it's impossible. It, that, 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 there's no, no way that went through through your head. I'm calling you out, Seth Green. I've got beef <laughs> with you, Seth Green. I've only had beef Don't with stop. one other actor, Tom Cruise. But now it's two. Tom Cruise and Seth Green are on my and if shit you list. Both want to contact us. We will discuss this in Absolutely. person. Absolutely, and we we will we will you know record you with your permission and make episodes about it with you. But. Oh, it made me so cross, that comment. It's, yeah, it's just... Because th- that didn't happen from any of there them. There was just no... Yeah, there was no sort of substance to any of it. It was just kind of... It was like it was written by, you know, a kid for a school project. It's literally like, let's not flesh out any of these characters. Let's just be, right, you're stoners, you're the parents, you're... And there's no nothing more to the characters. You know, imagine reading a book and you get no description of, or no backstory of a character. You yeah. just know, okay, this name, this guy's name is Boris and he works in a factory. And you're like, great, I know loads about Boris now. I can really build a picture in my mind. Yeah, of, yeah. That's yeah. what you need in movies as well, don't you? You need to know, okay, where's this person coming from? What's their story? And we didn't get that in this movie. And I feel like that's why the characters were just a bit flat and not... Yeah. 
you couldn't warm to them, could you? It, no, and there was you no couldn't. rapport. Absolutely, there was no couldn't. kind of like between the three of them. There was no. These weren't best buds for life. You know, these weren't three guys that have been best buds growing up. Like yeah, that didn't yeah, come yeah. across at all. So yeah, and I think I'm with you. I'm going to give it one and a half because I think it lacked a lot more than it gave. <laughs> um, and like you said, there's there was missed opportunities. They could have done. They could have made it quite funny. Mm-hmm. And they just the jokes weren't hitting for me. Yeah. I mean, whoever I, I want to know who wrote this film, right? I need to I need to find out who wrote this film. This episode is going on quite some time, but who wrote this film, and who Terry Hughes Button and Ron Milbauer? What else have you written? What else have you written? Alphas, Tucker, A Town Called Eureka, Warrior Nun, The One Hundred Hunters. So they've written quite a lot of TV stuff. Hmm. Stick with TV. <laughs> Stick with TV. It's it's clearly your bag, but Idle Hands is was yeah pretty pretty bad, pretty bad. Oh, also wrote the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Oh no, TV series. Yeah, wrote on the Mighty Morphin Power. And we know how well known the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are known for their writing prowess. Yeah, of course. Anyway, far be it from me to mock you because I've never written a film. I've never written a TV show. Why not? But I feel like I should give it a go now. I think you should. I think I should give it a go. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the um the Aaron Sorkin um masterclass on YouTube or whatever and pay for that and then I'll write a TV show or film and we'll make it. That's it. And see if it scores higher on well, IMDB. In our opinions. Oh on IMDb. Than Idle Hands. Okay. We just need a twenty five million dollar budget. No problem at all. Right. So Definitely can't recommend this film. No, don't waste your time watching it. We've we've definitely watched this one, so you don't have to. Yeah. One and a half stars from each of us yeah, as well. Which is we never match on scores. No, we don't. We never match on scores. So, um, yeah, take it, it from us. This is a this this is a poor one. You know, if you're a completist, by all means, watch it. But it's yeah. it's 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 not that much fun. Um, so as always, thank you very much for listening. It's been very lovely to have you with us while we talk about Idle Hands. Yeah. And if you have watched the film or if you want to commiserate with us, come and comment on the social media posts on Instagram that we have with it as well. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully see you there. And if you want to find out about the bad stuff of Idle Hands, which we kind of have already talked about a little, a little bit, not, a little yeah, bit, not a little bit, not too much. But if you want to expand on the bad stuff, come over to the Patreon and, uh, yeah, you can help support the podcast, help us rent the movies, yeah. help me pay for petrol to come over. And tea bags. Tea bags and, you know, <laughs> milk that I keep stealing from Emma yeah. uh, while I'm here. So, yeah, it'd be lovely to have you over there. And, uh, yeah, catch us on... The flip side. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.